Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news and discussions, plus reviews in addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at ssmpodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, and tune in. Be sure to like and share the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where we are under the handle SSM Podcast. And be sure to comment and rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon, and this is the Say Something Nice Podcast. Today is Sunday, October the 21st, 2018. I am here with Latria. Hey. And for the first time on the show, Theo. Hey, what's going on? All right, how's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Really good, yeah. Good Sunday. Awesome. First cold Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking we was going to make it through. I was hoping that global warming would come through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call it climate change, not global warming, because uh, it's all about extremes rather than. So it would probably be cold as fuck come January. Oh, yeah. Nine degrees and things again. That was, that was the worst day of my life. That day was nine degrees in Atlanta. I swear I thought that the that the Weather Channel app was um, playing games with people. I, where, where's the other digit? I've never <laughs> seen it one digit. That's why I can't live up north. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. time. Yeah. My family, oh, yeah. uh, my dad and his folks are from Cincinnati, Ohio, mm. which is Midwest, mm. but that's a different type of cold. Oh, yeah. And they still have to go to work in the snow. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I like about here. You see three snowflakes. Just stay home. <laughs> right. Listen, or it rained too hard. I'm oh, not going to make it in. Because even Slip if you want to go, you might not make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so we're here to talk about the latest, of course, in film and TV and music news and the stuff we've been checking out. So I will go ahead. First, talk, we'll talk about the things that we've been um, watching and listening to. So I'll start with Theo, since he is new. Put him on the spot right quick. So <laughs> Theo, what have you been watching? Movies, TV, and um, music you've been listening to as of late? Uh, so as of this morning, caught up on Black Lightning. Um, so with, with, I guess I'm current with that. Flash. I uh, saw Ant-Man and Wasp last week in Venom. Um, so I caught up on uh, some of my comic book stuff. Oh, that's good. Um, Can we talk about Flash real quick a second? Say it again? Can we talk about Flash real quick a second? Sure. Yeah, so I, I still need to see episode two of Black Lightning. I did see episode one. Latrice, did you see Black Lightning at all? I still haven't caught it from last season. <laughs> okay. 
But it's just, okay if y'all talk about it. It's I fine. would just say this. Episode one of this new season of Vice Principal Thirsty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she pulled a, she pulled two stilettos out of her out of her high, high heels. She pulled two knives out of her stiletto high heels and started fighting. Yeah. I said... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she had a little but apparently she did. Yeah, she came up with old girl. <laughs> she, she said, you got my hair wet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Arm started flying with these knives coming out of her shoes. <laughs> I was like, the kid show get it. Fight that episode. I was like, could this show get any block? And then Robert Townsend showed up and said house nigga on, on broadcast yeah, television. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Because yeah. because like what? the school board wanted to know why Jefferson Pierce was never around when the kids at Garfield were in danger when Black Latin was there to save them. Nobody ever thought, you know, it's a DC show because they don't ever think that the big black dude in the mask is not the big black dude who's also the principal of the school. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, I love that trope. I love that trope. It's so ridiculous. But even though that mask ain't covering up nothing but his eyes. Right. (laughs) And so Robert Townsend is sitting there like, listen, I got to explain to these white folks what you were doing. And he's like, oh, so you're the Negro translator? And he's like, watch it now. Sound you almost called me a house nigga. I said, what? Like he said, nigga. He said, nigga. Oh, wow. And and the closed caption said it too. (laughs) Shut up. I had to pause and rewind. He said, nigga. That's the kills. They put that in their contract. Like, we're not not censoring anything on our show. Is that a first on CW? Uh, Probably. Probably. Because are they the, are they the first black people to helm a show on CW? I think the game still was because because oh, you know because right, CW used to be right. UPN right. and WB they combined like networks. Yeah, I think the game, but might, that was grandfathered in. Though. Yeah, and the funny thing is, who made the game? The Achilles. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like Black Lightning was their reparations for the game being canceled unceremoniously oh, because it wasn't it was. an hour drama. <laughs> But yeah, so if the but the Flash, so the Flash season four was not good. If anybody has not seen it, don't. Literally don't. Don't watch it. The only episode that was good was when Barry and Iris accidentally switched like power. So Barry didn't have speed and Iris was was the Flash for like a week or whatever it was. Right. I liked that episode a lot. But that because it, it was fun and it was light and it was and it wasn't like, you know. It didn't have all the nonsense that the rest of the season had. But right. season five of The Flash, they are trying very, very hard to revamp that show from the ground up. They introduced Barry and Iris' daughter from the future, um, Nora, whose superhero name is XS. And so, you know, she's The Flash 30 years from now. But she's never, ever met her dad because he goes missing and like long after he's born, after she's born. So she comes to the past to spend time with him and try to learn how to be The Flash from him. So it's this really cute, fun, and sort of weird father-daughter storyline because the daughter and the father are the same age. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. There's some uh, distance between her and Iris. I'm curious about that. Oh, yeah. Also, because Nora, everything Iris does or says, Nora rolls her eyes or, get, or gets, like, <laughs> real, like, real, Irritated. like, 
irritated and catty about it. I want to know what happened and why. Because I obviously ain't going to make it to episode five without slapping this girl in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know I don't have you for like another five or six years, but I'm about to slap you in the throat now. <laughs> My favorite part of episode two, though, this is really a spoiler. This is like, I guess, hopefully he'll send him to watch the show, that Barry goes to um, Joe, you know, his like the, like his surrogate dad, basically. Who mm-hmm. raised them? And, and he's like, I don't know what to do with Nora. Like she's like, she's trying so hard to him, like to like to impress me and everything, but she keeps messing things up and everything. She's doing that. And Joe just looks at him like, oh, is she? <laughs> 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 Before Barry realizes, oh, I used to do the same thing that not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good. That's what every, every, every white, yeah. every, every, if every white, white kid had a black dad, the world would be a better place. There'd be no old racism. <laughs> Trump wouldn't be president. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, um, and then you saw Venom. What'd you think of Venom? I thought Venom was, Venom was okay. Like, like, I think it's like, like a matinee of like watching at home while you doing dishes or something like that. But like, you know, like, right. <laughs> It, it wasn't it was, nothing it was, that anybody should run out to see, I thought. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, it, it, I was kind of in the middle about it. I, 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 I talked with a, a few of my friends who loved it, and there's a few friends who hated it. Um, but I thought I was right there in the middle. It was entertaining. Um, but it wasn't, to me, It was, in my opinion, it wasn't a great movie. Um, it was really different from the comics uh, oh, yeah. as far as the origin. Because there's no Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Um, so but it was, it was cool. Um, I could have gone without it. Like you said, like cleaning up at the house, had it on TV or something like that. Right. I definitely wouldn't have spent $10 <laughs> if I had a chance to do it again. Um, but it was, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great either. It felt like it hit, it came in through a time warp 2003, which was underscored by the fact that Eminem sung the theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, also Venom has a great, Fan following, you know, a lot of people were talking about the black. Uh, it was a, a blockbuster hit the first weekend, and so I had big numbers in the box office. Yeah, uh, but you know, Venom has like a cult following. Yeah, uh, it's a very, it's a very popular character from the nineties. Yeah, 80, from the eighties, we came out in the eighties, but I think he hit his popularity like eight, late eighties, early nineties. Right. But and yeah. seeing Tom Hardy uh, talk more, <laughs> it was oh, yeah. it was different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they toned down that that um that Jimmy Stewart um uh droopy dog voice that he was doing in the first trailer. Right. <laughs> they had to go back and fix that shit. Yeah. So I was like, we can't do two hours of that. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, anything else at all? Sorry, what are you talking about Venom? No, any any other uh, movies or TV shows? Um, no, at the moment, no. Um, I'm trying to think of the music I've been listening to lately. I've still been trying to uh, wrap my head around Carter Five. Mm. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good. It's different. I say it's really it different is. from a lot of Wayne's uh, previous albums, but it's just good to hear Wayne again. Yeah, uh, in a exactly. Wayne album, so. Mm. Um, and I think the thing uh, me and my family are talking about the most lately is the, as far as media goes, is the whole Chris Paul and uh, Rondo uh, fight the night, last night. 
uh, oh, the Lakers, Lakers game. and Rockets game. Yeah. It appears that uh, Rondo spits on Chris Paul. Um, oh. But it's, it, from what we saw last night, it looks like Rondo, it looks like Chris Paul mushed Rondo in the face. Mm. And then Rondo uh, reacts to it and swings at him. And then Ingram uh, swings at, uh, take a swing at Cream, uh, Chris Paul as well. But this video, uh, I guess that the Rockets submitted to the NBA today, you can see Rajon Rondo spitting on Chris Paul uh, before Chris Paul puts his hands on him. Mm. I just say I just hate to see a black man, uh, you know, fight on any stage. But um, right. spitting is, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard thing to forgive. <clears throat> oh yeah, very disrespectful. That's messed up, though. Yeah. All right, Latria. What about you? Um. Well, I haven't been to the movies in a long time, uh, so it's mostly just television shows. Um, and I had to write this down because it's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been catching with Murphy Brown because I love the original. So was, this is one reboot I was excited about. And I feel like they really did the reboot justice. They did the original show justice because it, it almost like just picks up seamlessly where it left off. Um, I've been loving Happy Together. I was... I was, you know, shocked because, you know, it's CBS and I was like, mm, this might be a, a little too corny. It might not last past two episodes, but I, I love it. Amber and Damon really, like, they play off each other very well. Um, I also <laughs> watched The Cool Kids one day last week. I caught up on the first three episodes. Which is, uh, that's one Fox, right? That's the one with all the people who live in the Yes, uh, it's uh, like, home. Vicky Lawrence, uh, David Allen Greer. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other two, I can't remember their names, but I, I know their faces. Um, they're basically like, they live in a senior senior citizen home. Right. It's, it's like, it's called Shady something. So it kind of reminds me like Shady Pines from Golden mm-hmm. Girls. But I can't remember. I think it's like Shady Grove or something like that. So I was expecting, I was like, this show is, it's stupid. It looks dumb. I literally laughed so hard I started choking. Oh, no. <laughs> I was shot like, my mom and I were laughing and we were watching it. We were just like cracking up. I was like, wait a minute. Is this show actually funny? Like, <laughs> and I think it's mostly David Allen Gray. I love him. And Vicki Lawrence, because I hadn't seen her in a long time. Um, but I mean, it's actually, it's pretty funny. I caught the first episode of Manifest. Have you seen that? No, what network is that on? Manifest is, oh God, NBC, I believe. About the people, like they go on a plane. Oh, the plane that disappeared for five years and came back. And right, but to them it was only like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> one of my friends is like, one of my friends was like, if this ends up like Lost, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> she was like, I saw Lost and I hated it. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of, I haven't seen Lost, but I can kind of see the similarities. Because basically they end up with like, kind of like psychic abilities, basically. Hmm. Are they hearing these voices telling them to do stuff or like go here to a certain place? 
Um, and like a girl and her brother were on there and she went somewhere and she was like, how did you know I, where I was? And he was like, I just, he was like, I just knew, like I sensed it. So I hadn't seen any, I just saw the first episode, but I really liked it. Um, I've also been watching Black Panther's Quest. Have you, have you seen it, Brandon? No, I don't have, I don't have Disney XD. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really good. This is an animated series, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's on Disney XD. It's cool. Also, oh, my favorite new show is God Friended Me. Starring the mayor, Brandon Michael Hall. Uh-huh. It's really good. Um, so that's all the new stuff. And then I just, I basically, yesterday I caught up because I felt like it was October and close to Halloween. So I do all my sci-fi type shows. <laughs> so I caught up on the last season of The Magicians because I never finished it. Um, and then I caught up on, well, I got current with American Horror Story Apocalypse. Okay. Because my witches are back, so I can finally watch it again. Did they bring back Gabrielle City Bay, too? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she was in this last episode, which I was like, um, excuse me. And it was so funny because um, Billy Porter is in it, you know, from Pose. Yeah. And there's a scene, <laughs> which I was like, oh, man. I was like, either Ryan must have, like, known people would say this or he just, I don't know. Whoever's in the writer, I don't know if there's, like, a Black person in the writer's room or Ryan Murphy is just, like, you know, he's attuned to, like, Black Twitter or something. But Billy Porter was, like, he said to um, the... God, what's her name? Sarah Paulson, her character. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, because you left Queenie. He was like, mm-hmm. I see how you do the one black girl you had to use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hollered. I was just like, oh, snap. And he did like the little neck roll, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's obvious the one black girl you had, you just left her to die. And I was like, oh, dang. Oh, shit. <laughs> and she was like, I tried to save her. Mm-hmm. And she went to this hospital. But that, like, when he said that, I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, kudos to you, Ryan Murphy, or whoever wrote that. Because, <laughs> you know, we were all thinking it. Like, I saw you just going to leave the black girl off. Right. Everybody else coming back but her. <laughs> but she's back, so. But that's all I've been watching, which is kind of a lot. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> all right, as for me... Like, I think I told y'all last week I had started watching West Side Story again. I went back and finished the rest of it. Uh, and, you know, it's still West Side Story. It's still enjoyable as long as you look past the copper tone and Molly Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight starts the night of my life as a young woman in America. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> tell you how upset I was when I found out she was white. I was really... <laughs> Because I was little when I first saw it. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, wait a minute. She was she was white? I first saw it in Spanish class. And my, and my uh, teacher, who was Puerto Rican, he's passed on by now, uh, he made a point to tell us that she was white. <laughs> Before he pressed play. Mm. <laughs> he's like, disclaimer. <laughs> the film you are about to watch is not an t- actual representation. <laughs> yeah, except for Rita Moreno. <laughs> Was she the only one? Please Her and you. the guy playing Chino, um, right. Jose de Vega, uh, the two of them. I think maybe a couple of the other black, the background people, but like uh-huh. everybody else is white folks in, in, in brown face, literally in some cases. Oh my God. That's why Steven Spielberg's um, casting noticed that they say I shouldn't cast actual Latinx people. They better. Listen, they're going to be checking everybody IMDb. 
<laughs> in this day, in this day and age. Although, did you see? Well, I guess we can get to it when we talk about stuff that's coming out. It's about the charm thing. No, that's that movie La La Llorona. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but basically, the people are white and they're supposed to be Mexican. <laughs> like oh. the actual, it's like a Mexican folktale, I believe. Like kind of like a scary, a scary story that parents used to tell their kids. Mm. And mm. they said it. They said it in L.A. and like the main characters are white. And so I just saw on Twitter a lot of people were like, first of all, mm. this is not like this is not like." And I can't remember um, which studio did the movie. But yeah. I was just I saw that and I was like, in 2018, like we're still doing this. I hadn't heard about that. It's it's like weird because like Latin Latinx people outnumber Black people in America, but it's right. like it's like. Media representation has still been like behind for reasons. They're that the I majority don't minority. Yeah, I don't even understand. It doesn't make sense to me at all. No, because it's not like there aren't enough people in SAG to give people a chance to get in build a portfolio so that you can have some more stars besides you know your Oscar Isaacs and your yeah, Michael Pena. But how do you take like a literal like folklore from that culture and put white people? <laughs> that does know. not make sense. At all. I really don't know. That doesn't make sense at all. Uh, what else did I see? I caught up on The Flash and on um, Riverdale. They're definitely oh. going full Scooby-Doo this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I saw a clip of, um, what's the redhead girl's name? Cheryl Blossom. Cheryl, yeah. She had, like, an arrow. She was shooting. Oh, yeah. like they, we, and, yeah, then, I, and then she, like, showed up at the diner in literally, like, a bikini top and some, like, Booty shorts. And oh, I was yes, like, you did. Like, what like, is like, happening? Hello, peasants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have got to hurry up and catch up from last season because I'm like so. It it seems like it's definitely a lot gorier this season. Is that correct? A lot what? Gorier. Uh, like darker. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's certainly more weird and darker. I don't. I don't know if it's gorier because, like, I mean, this this show started with the murder. And a dead body yeah, filled in right. water. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's definitely they're definitely doing some like things, shit that seems like it might be supernatural. But I'm sure they're gonna have like you know the um, see it was they were on wires and it was hologram <laughs> explanation oh, at the end. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, but they're doing a good job of scaring the fuck out of me right now. So kudos to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Sabrina comes out this week, doesn't it? She sure does. Sabrina on Friday. On Friday, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina debuts on Netflix. All ten episodes. Mm. I read that comic this week. That is based upon. How was it? It's good. However, comma as soon as I finished, I, I had to turn to the to the on um, the Bible and read a little bit, just to <laughs> sort of kind of offset. Um, because I, I, I read Hail Satan a few too many times for my personal taste, <laughs> and I'm not even super religious like that. But that was that was a bit much for me, a little much, because you know, Sabrina's the comic Sabrina, like the traditional Archie Sabrina, you know, version has always sort of kind of played around the whole aspect of like any of, like, the demonic stuff of, you know, mm-hmm. hardcore witchcraft. Like, because it's always tried to sort of kind of show Sabrina, you know, as the good teenage witch, basically, and her aunt, her aunt Hilda as the one, like, sort of kind of the one who was more about deviltry, and her aunt Zelda is more the understanding parent, you know. 
but like you know the new series is sort of kind of still like that but they don't shy around from any of like they worship the devil mm. and they want to bring to worship the devil too oh and, so her aunts worship the devil yeah in the show oh. yeah like the, the, the coven they are a part of is like they are about all about the devil that's where they get their magic and stuff from Oh, that's basically kind of like this uh, current season of American Horror Story, too. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just spoiler alert, you might not want to watch that either. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could watch it, just, you know, just, you know, I, I might need to, you know. They definitely, like the last episode that just was on from last week, they said the hell Satan. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like looking down at my phone, like I am not paying attention to this part. Right. <laughs> Cause the whole thing with Sabrina was always that she was half witch and half mortal. Like her dad was a, right. was a warlock and her mother was a mortal. And they go into her backstory more in this show, and it's sort of kind of the more the dark, you know, because Roberto Guasacasa wrote the comic. He writes Riverdale. So mm. that should give you an indication of just how far the comic goes. So is she supposed, are they like making her Rosemary's baby, basically? Essentially, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think actually, Roberto literally did say that the inspiration came from Rosemary's baby for oh. how he was treating Sabrina. And I, I understand, like, from early reviews that the cat doesn't talk in this version, Salem. In the comics, they've been up up and down whether or not Salem talks. Like, a lot, most of the comics, he doesn't. It was sort of kind of after the TV show came out where he talked more frequently. Right. Because so, I mean, show, what's, of course, what's yeah. do Like, does he do stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I won't spoil that, but he definitely does stuff in the show. Like, he's going to be up to mischief, basically, but oh, just yeah. not talking? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Harvey of course is still there although in the comic um, Harvey was you know he he went through some things in the comic I'll just say that Mm. (laughs) I don't know if they'll do the same thing on the show but if they do (laughs) 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 oh what else did I see and I also saw episode 2 of Titans because you know that's the show that nobody else is watching but me well you're the only person that can watch it what happened? (laughs) How how is that? Uh, Titans is is basically a CW type superhero show just with cussing. Okay, that's the best only, way to describe it. And you can only watch this on the DC streaming service. Yeah. Okay, that's the only place to watch it. But I know people have have you know um, found other maniacal ways to see it. But you know, I have the streaming right. service. So uh, episode two is titled Hawk and Dove. And basically, it feels almost like a backdoor pilot for a Hawk and Dove TV show. Hawk and Dove, I know Theo, you know, but Latria, Hawk and Dove are like sort of kind of semi-obscure DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. They are, it's a, they're a team of, like, Hawk is like a champion for the, like, the Lord, like magical lords of chaos. And Dove is one for the lords of... Balance, whatever it is. Basically, they're like Dove is anti is somewhat anti-violent, like, or at least like she's more about like just putting people down quickly. Hawk is more about killing and murder, but they're both oh. a team together. There is um they're um I think they're married, or at least they're like long-term boyfriend and girlfriend. And okay. the episode sort of kind of involves Robin coming to them because he's uh, Raven, he's got Raven with him, Raven's being chased by people who want to kill her because she's a demon or half demon. And so she wants Hawk and Dove's help in taking care of her and trying to figure out what to like, what her powers are and stuff. 
Raven is the one played by the black girl, right? Oh no, no, that's Starfire. Raven's Starfire, um, she's played okay. by um an actual teenage white girl. Uh, Starfire oh, Raven doesn't appear in is the episode. one that that dresses in all black. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's a good episode. Um, the only thing is that it is, is it is a little violent, like like episode mm. one was. But they got the whole Hawk and Dove thing down, and, and um, Hawk um, played by Alan Richardson. He's a, a complete head because apparently Dove and Raven used to date before date before they got together, mm. and so he don't like Robin at all. And um, Dove is played by Mika Kelly, and Mika Kelly she's adorable. I see why Jesse Williams got caught up. I see what happened. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's got them adorable. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> She's so nice. Like, like you need. Like, what happened between you and Bruce, um, Dick? What happened? <laughs> Why She's you... to date Derek Jeter too. Oh, she got a type. <laughs> <laughs> right. You light skinned. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Everything hello. Uh, what else did I see? Is that everything? I think that might be everything. Um, most of what I watch is uh, like a bunch of Adobe Mac stuff for all of my creative people and nerds out there. Uh, Adobe Max was the conference for the Adobe Corporation this week. They introduced the newest versions of Photoshop and Illustrator and After Effects and stuff. And of course, you know, you install it, down, download it, install it, and you realize that half the shit don't work because it's the 0. 0.0 version. <laughs> but, you know, like little shit does help though. In Photoshop, they finally introduced proportional scaling as the default. So when you scale pictures up and down in your Photoshop composition, it defaults to keeping like the height and width at the same ratio. So hopefully we'll get less of those. Um, like, you know, like the mixtapes with the people with the head stretched real far out or real far up <laughs> for people who oh, oh. use the Photoshop for the first time. That always <laughs> used to bug me. Maybe they can put Steppenwolf back through there. Oh, you know, like, shit. Just <laughs> I'm just going to hate on that forever and forever. <laughs> that, forever. Why did that man show up looking like he was a PS2 oh. game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was. I just. I'm. I'm Not still, in PS2. Nintendo 64. Let's just take it all the way. Back. Yeah, Nintendo 64. It was at least in 3D, <laughs> but that right. was about it. <laughs> it looked so bad. Why oh, didn't they God. just delay it? I understand. Like, like whatever. Ego. He, it was ego. It had. It was nothing but ego. That's what it turned out. Like they was like they thought they wouldn't get their bonuses because AT and T had just bought them and thought they would be fired. They should have been fired. They still got their jobs. Mm. They could have pushed it back to March and when the fact they they scheduled it all because they didn't have shit else coming out till Aquaman, which it still ain't not come out in December. They would have had more time to let people finish up that CGI and not have that dude looking like um he was a non-playable character. And it just <laughs> everything about the DC movies right now is just a mess though. It's like everything from that graphic issue to uh what's his face? Henry Cavill's uh a uh, mustache problem on Unjustice League. That was bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember like, the artist who, when the artist who worked on the removal was like, yeah, we have more time. We would have done a better job. But we didn't have no time. It's like, it just should have pushed it back. That would have solved at least half the issues. I mean, you still would have had that, that, um, what, like, you know, like, that lopsided story where you can tell between Snyder shot this, Whedon shot that. Yeah. And you see Barry Allen's fucking hairline move. 
Screenshots. Uh. <laughs> That's the part that bothered me the most. Who was the continuity people? Why did his hairline move? <laughs> I understand that they shot it six months apart. I know. That's what happens. Y'all should have got him a wig or something. I hear they're, uh, they're, they're moving, or I read somewhere they're moving on from Affleck and Cavill. It seems like. Yeah, I, I, that, that's like the rumor. And that's the one thing about one Brothers to work on. Like, everything's a goddamn rumor with it because they don't ever want to come out and say shit. Yeah. But the people who work there like the leak shit that either that is actually happened or that they want to happen. Well, I mean, they need so, to Yeah, and so it's just a mess of stuff. Like, I feel like we have two stories on the docket today that made me feel like they're definitely getting rid of... Because the thing is, I don't think... It's not Henry Cavill they don't like. It's Superman. Okay. Because I'm sure yeah. if some shit came up that would be perfect for Henry Cavill. Otherwise, they'll let him be cast in a second. But, like, I think the th- deal is that they think that BVS and Justice League failed because they were Superman movies. Mm. Because Man of Steel already had underperformed in their personal right. opinion. They and but my, my thing is that it's not that it's that y'all don't y'all is that y'all the executives at Warner Brothers y'all think you want you want to do a Marvel Zoom but you won't let the people who work make the DC films have the autonomy to put them together. You keep right. trying to come in and say more Batman, more Batman. Harley Quinn movie, Joker movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, before we get into news, that's one. Um, so, Birds of Prey, they put out the descriptions and everything for the characters. You know, they're only making them because Harley Quinn's the star. Okay. But Birds of Prey could turn out to be a decent movie because you have, you know, Black Canary and Huntress and Cassandra Kane and Renee Montoya. It's possible. And they have a good cast. They have Rosie Perez and um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Journey Smollett Bell. Uh, my question is this. So Black Canary is going to be a singer like she is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can Journey Smollett sing? She might be able to. I don't know. I've if she can sing, them. does she sing like her brother? Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a, like a, a, a Michael Jackson thing. A yodel. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I love Jesse to death, but like they let they, they have little ones. We watching them damn Empire songs. This is a little much, you know. Like, um, <laughs> get get them to hold them a little bit differently. I, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people do sing that who act that you know we just don't realize, like, right? Because they come up through theater, they have to sing, right? Or maybe training. she'll be able to lip sing very well. Maybe Deborah Killings will show up to the. Um, the <laughs> 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 okay, TLC. <laughs> when Paula Patton was in Ottawa. And she had to sing them songs with Andre. You know who was singing for her? That was Deborah. <laughs> oh, How old is Deborah? First of all, she's like fifty something. Oh, okay. Like early fifties, maybe late forties. Like she's not that far up there. Like you know. She... Oh, I thought she was like a lot older than uh, like T. Boz and them. No, not that much older. Like she's probably about Rico Wade's age. Rico Wade probably like just hitting fifty by now. Oh, okay. Let me go look. I'm sure I can find what Deborah Killen's age is because, like, she recorded some stuff on her own, so I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But yeah, that's all. <laughs> I gotta finish that T. Boss book. I ain't got to the end yet. Um, I stopped at the part where um, Lisa died, and they talk about how how Ariston forced them to finish 3D, and to that for that reason, T. Boss hates the album. Mm. Which she I can was, sort of see. Deborah Killings was born in 1966. All right, so she just turned 51. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's a cancer. Okay. 
All right, don't never kill this. <laughs> and she plays the bass guitar. Yes, yeah, she does. She plays bass guitar on a lot of the um, Outkast and TLC records that Organized Voice produced. Yeah. In addition okay. to singing backup, she would play bass guitar. Yeah. Her and uh, I, I don't remember Preston Crump, Preston Crump played lead guitar or bass guitar right now, but um, they were like the two main guitars on, them TL, on those Outkast records, the ones that have the, um, that the live instrumentation. But yeah, like, yeah. And she got, does like gospel music on her own. Mm. She's fucking awesome. They need to make a Deborah Killings movie. That's what they need to do. They made yeah. um, Twenty Peak from Stardom. They need to make uh, Terry from Stardom. I don't know. <laughs> Part two. She hit. All right, let's go ahead on to the news. Uh, so first up, I, last week I asked everybody did they watch um, the Immortal Iron Fist, and we talked about how Iron Fist was canceled. Does anybody watch um, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire? I got to episode four of the first season. I finished this first season. Y'all have plenty of time to finish season two. (laughs) 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 Because Netflix has canceled Luke Cage (laughs) after two seasons. Well. Which I'm sure came to the shock of Mike Coulter because he was at Dragon Con he was talking like he'd be Luke Cage forever. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, he was quite confident that there would be a part, there would be a season three, and that he'll continue to play Luke Cage. Uh, but, you know, uh, what, what is, what's the saying the old folks say? You want God to laugh? Tell him your dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, I mean, but the thing is this. Iron Fist being canceled made sense because, obviously, because people it was the least the least popular of the Netflix shows, mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. But Luke Cage being canceled seems like there's something else going on. Something in that I feel like maybe that Disney is like, okay, no more of the we're gonna you know revamp these shows on our streaming service when it comes out next year. So we're not gonna do any more deals with Netflix. But then I heard that it was Netflix who did who didn't want to do season three, not Disney, not, not Disney or Marvel. So maybe they're just angry and jealous and petty. Mm. Or, so? Shit, well, why I not mean, both? <laughs> how but how do you I mean how do we find out ratings from Netflix shows? We like, we had to wait for shit to leak because Netflix holds all day information tight. And right. what they what people do, they have these algorithms where they try to figure out how many downloads, like how many times a show okay. was hit up, like from right. the outside, like because Netflix right. has like internal data. So they, there are certain companies who put together like data miners and shit to try to figure out ratings from the outside. Okay. That's the only way to get any estimates of anything. Right. Because I'm wondering how season two did versus season one. Right. Like ratings wise, which I mean, we don't have real ratings, so it's kind of hard to compare, I guess. Yeah, it was it was that dab. That's what I'm telling you. It was the dab. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably that raggedy '90s talk that folks got tired of. <laughs> I had some uh, coworkers that that told me they favorite season two over one, um, so I was looking forward to watching it. But I mean, you can still see it; it'll be up there. It'll be up there until Disney yank all their stuff down yep. next year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be up there. You got till at least January. 
I don't know when that switch is going to happen. <laughs> right. Um, next up, speaking of Netflix casting shows, uh, Orange is the New Black will be ending with season seven that Bye. comes out in 2019. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I canceled it after season three. So <laughs> the fact that it's still on, and, and I mean, apparently Piper's still alive. Like, why she ain't dead yet? Nobody likes her. Nobody. Yep. Yeah, all the main cast members are, you know, like, they've all tweeted out these. Um, What's the autoplay? All these like messages about how much they enjoy being on the show and everything like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I feel like 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 I haven't watched this since like season two or three, like Latria. I mean, it's like I think it's just one of those things where maybe it ran a little bit too long for its own good. Like I've heard from people saying that it hasn't been good in a while, but you know, let them get a chance to wrap everything up. Well, that's what they get for killing off Pusse. Just went downhill from there. Mm. But yeah, well, I, I mean, Netflix got enough original content otherwise, you know, because that, that's one of, like, the legacy, like, so Netflix like, original shows. It was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it, I, bet it's, I think it's the, actually the second, second. ever, because the, the first was House of Cards. Oh, okay, okay. God, they've done a lot, because it ain't been that long. Uh-huh. Jesus. They hit the ground running. Yeah, I know. Yep. Next up, over on the CW. See, this is why I feel like we really aren't going to be getting another way more Henry Cavill Superman because Supergirl is going to introduce uh, Lex Luthor mm. this season. They are currently looking for somebody to play the part. There's obviously, as you as you might imagine, a go like a a change out or petition to try to get uh, Michael. No, what's his name? Um, Michael, Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. Yeah. From Smallville to play Lex Luthor because he played it on that show for 10 years. Let me Google him. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the idea that they'll have Lex Luthor or Supergirl because the whole the whole thing for you. Oh, alone, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. The whole idea for a long time was that, you know, they had Lena Luthor, they had Luthor's mama because Lena Luthor is Luthor's sister who's sort of okay. kind of like varies between being good and evil. And, you know, it was obvious that, you know, they just couldn't use Lex because, you know, he was in the movies. But mm. if he's going to show up on the show, maybe he's just not in the movies anymore. Well, Michael Rosenbaum is 46. Wow. So he, so he's about the right age there. I would not have thought he would be that old. What do, you, uh, do you think he'll go back? Um, if, they, if they give him enough money, because, I mean, Terry Hatcher showed up to play... Um, uh, um, like the queen of the planet that uh, Mon L is from on Supergirl, right? So I mean, like, and Dean Kane super, was a Supergirl as Kara's uh, foster dad. So, right, I feel like they don't have a problem hiring the people and paying them enough to show up for a couple episodes at least. <laughs> yeah. So, and speaking of that, as we know, the CW crossover this year is going to be called Elseworlds. It'll involve the Flash. The Arrow and Supergirl, not Legends of Tomorrow, not this year. And they're bringing in t- back Tyler Hecklin to play Superman, and they're bringing in Elizabeth Tulock to play Lois Lane. Mm. Now, the rumor is that if people really like, really like this crossover, and, and also, uh, what's her name is playing Bat- Batwoman? Um, what's her name? Ruby Rose is playing Ruby Batwoman. Rose, the rumor is that if people really like seeing this new Superman this, with this new Lois Lane, 
that the CW might pilot a new Superman TV show. Mm. Featuring those same actors? Featuring them same actors. Hmm. Oh, but I wonder why, why is it that Superman has uh, better success on the small screen than the big screen? That's like, actually... Well, I think the small screen is more willing to embrace the corniness of the concept. that well, People see it as corniness, really. Like, the idea that this alien from another world could be a nice guy who just wants to help people and wants to save people and winks at people after he saves them and stuff and smiles and, you know, flies off into the sunset. I think people who make movies, especially people who are executives at Warner Brothers, I think this is such a cynicism that comes in to this whole concept of Superman, where it's like, they have to approach it from the whole idea of he's an alien. Is he really good? And things like that. That's why Henry Cavill's in three Superman movies and smiles in like one of them. <laughs> and only in reshoots underneath a fake underneath a mustache that had to be CGI'd out. Because <laughs> like, you think about Christopher Reeve as Superman, like, you know, he like, there was like this earnestness to his performance. Right. And they play on the idea that the whole concept in that movie in the, in the 70s was like, is this guy for real? Mm. And I guess, you know, 20 and 30 years later, like, they, I guess it's just a feeling that people think, they feel like people wouldn't buy it, but I really think that people go to see a movie about Superman, they want to see a movie about Superman. And the small screen, I mean, they haven't had a problem with that, the small screen, because, you know, budgets are lower, like, the idea of how many people need to see it is less. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just, you know, where... It'll work best. Because, I mean, Tyler Hecklin, they just let him be Superman. They let him, you know, smile and be goofy and play a corny uh, Clark Kent in the fake disguise and stuff, you know, and say lickety split. (laughs) 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 Just do it. Just go for it. Shit. But, hey, if they actually made the show, I wouldn't be mad. I'd watch the fuck out of it. You know I would. I'll watch it. We'll be talking about it on this very program, talking about how awesome it is. And uh, Buck <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm not mad at this at all. Do it. Go for it. Give me a good Superman. Yeah, and, he's, and he usually is better on small screen. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm more nervous about him on the big screen. But I wonder why they just, uh, they're having a hard time evolve the character as much. Like, Because I look at... Um, Marvel's Captain America, where he's similar in uh, personality uh, in the comic books or whatnot, and they seem to usher, uh, usher him in really, really well into this modern day. Yeah, because what they did with Captain America was they actually challenged his values. True. And let him come out on the other side as a stronger, more mature character than just right. like the Boy Scout from the 1940s who sees the world in a simple way. They actually right. gave him a character arc that didn't violate the core of his character. That's the key difference. I think people are scared of Superman for for a lot of reasons because he's you know he's considered this icon, things like that. They're scared right. to let the character evolve in certain ways. Even right. in the comics, to some degree, they're scared to do that. Like you have to get because people a lot of people don't like what Brian Michael Bendis is doing by trying to evolve the character. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as long as you're not turning him into a supervillain, go for it. Try it out and see if it works. You know, just, just keep the core of the idea that he is fighting for truth and justice and maybe not the American, or maybe just the earth, maybe just like the way of good. Take that shit out. 
But, you know, go don't be afraid to where you feel like you don't have to play against the type or make fun of the type. Just do the shit. Yeah. If Marvel can get away with making a talking raccoon and a talking tree work, they can make Superman work over <laughs> at, at Warner Brothers. <laughs> uh, Netflix is making a show. Well, they've made a sh- It's a Brazilian show that they're producing called Super Drags about... It's sort of yes. kind of like a superhero, <laughs> a gay, a gay drag superhero version of the Powerpuff Girls. It's like these, you know, three drag queens who get superpowers when they dress up and they go out and fight crime. I can't wait to watch it. Right. That uh, sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it the, reminds me, have you ever seen uh, the movie Priscilla? Queen of the Desert? I've heard yes. about it. I have not seen oh, it. Oh my God. I love that movie. Like, that's immediately what I thought of when I saw that. Right. That and uh, Tu Wong Fu with yeah. Wesley Snipes and uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I, I thought about Paris is Burning. And um, mm. and for the U.S. version, because this Brazilian show is supposed to be produced in Portuguese, it's being dubbed for the U.S. audiences by some of the drag queens with RuPaul's Drag Race, like Shangela and them and like them. Now, one group of people who is upset about this show coming, mm-hmm. I'd imagine, are, you know, certain evangelical groups, including the Christian Film and Television Commission. Oh my gosh. Who started a petition that says, help us stop Netflix animated transvestite series. <gasps> yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Really? So the idea is wow. that this show is going to negatively influence children and turn them gay. The show is an adult animated show, first of all. Right. If you, if you are a good parent who knows how to use your goddamn computer and your goddamn Netflix and you turn your um, privacy settings properly, your, your five-year-old would never see it. Second of all, exactly. um, I am living proof that if you, even if you try to not turn, not quote, unquote, not let TV turn your child gay, if your child is fucking gay, they're going to be gay. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. Right. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid every time it happens. It's... And, ugh, I just... Mm. It's, it, it's crazy because we uh, it's, it's so many... It's so much content out there. Mm. You're trying to stop this one. Why, I mean, you just don't have to watch it. Right. It's, hello? Watch something else. Hello? <laughs> turn on don't Google turn House. It on. It's all the same right. service. It's three clicks you know? over. <laughs> or just, listen, just stay on the kids' version of Netflix and you right. will never Without even a big know. Ass, with them big-ass pictures of the character, you don't know what show, what, <laughs> what version of the show it is. It's just Scooby-Doo. Which one, motherfucker? It's like 14 different <laughs> versions. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was the only one. I was like, okay, so, like, which which one is this? Like, he man Which one? 85, <laughs> 02, or, or like 1980? Which one? <laughs> Snoopy. It's not good enough. <laughs> I, even though I was a child, I knew what version of the show for, for another. I, you if you give me like just a drawing. picture, that's not mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. <laughs> it should but be a, yeah, I mean, people just, they have to have something to disagree and, and argue about, it seems. And it's yeah. just like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Right. You're, you're not the only person or only group of people who like to watch TV. Right. Right. I mean, so just don't there, turn to it. Don't I watch. bet you. I, I bet you. There's a position about big, big mouth. I'm about to ask, is there one about big mouth? I'm sure there is. You know what? I haven't in that show. Who I feel like I feel some kind of way every time I watch it. I'm like, 
am I creepy? Like, should I be watching this? <laughs> but I was like, they really got everything about puberty correct. Yeah. Because if they ain't out here trying to get Big Mouth or Bojack Horseman canceled, and they trying to get Super Drives canceled, that's clearly, no, it's a petition or petition, removal of Netflix series Big Mouth. Oh, there is? Yep. Let's, let's oh. see if we have one for Bojack Horseman. Only seen a snippet of Bojack Horseman. Let's see. Or have you seen uh what is it, Paradise PD on Netflix? Oh, I haven't seen that. Mm. That's real. <laughs> okay, so here are the Bojack Horseman petitions. One is uh stop the white privilege of Bojack Horseman. Stop the what? White privilege of Bojack Horseman. They're saying it's racist against black people. Just getting oh. this type of cartoon. And the other one is make season two of Bojack Horseman quicker. And then renew it for at least two or three more seasons. So it's the opposite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, fuck people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Um, as part of AT&T buying Warner, uh, Time Warner, and renaming it Warner Media and stuff, and, and sort of kind of bringing the swoop down and everything, and deciding that, even though they already have multiple streaming services, they're just going to have one big Warner Media streaming service. Things have been going; they've been s- swiftly canceling shit over the last week without yeah. telling everybody. So, there's a service called Drama Drama Service, which showed Korean TV shows and movies that was owned by Warner Brothers. Moji, who reviews a lot of those shows, she was subscribed to it. Um. They just all of a goddamn sudden, I think it was on Wednesday, let me get the exact date. They didn't shut the shit down like immediately. Like mm. people logged in and it stopped it stopped working midday. Oh wow. On the mm. 16th. What 16th was that Wednesday? 16th was Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, so just Tuesday, it just it was done. Middle of the day, cut. And they eventually got around to sending people letters that, you know, they shut that service down because of, you know, um changes of plans at the corporate strategy level and everything. But it's like they didn't give anybody a ramp down. They didn't say we can't we stop it on January the first, 2019, give you some time to catch up and finish all your shows and everything like that. It just done out. Mm. That's very bad customer service. It really is. And yeah. just it makes people like it makes people angry and upset. And they deserve and they they and it is valid anger and upsetness. Right. And they had apparently just bought the damn thing from a SoftBank in Japan two years ago. They barely, they had only had it for two years. Mm. And so what they're doing is they're laying off twenty percent of the people, and they're putting the rest to work on other projects. Probably that new streaming service. It's probably what they did. They probably took the that staff and had them working on the thing as opposed to hiring new people. Mm. And to that so- end, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask. Okay, so Warner Brothers is having their own streaming service. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Correct? Not just Warner Brothers, but Warner Media. So Warner, Warner Brothers, Media. HBO, and Turner. Okay, so well, is so DC isn't part of it Warner. Is. It, okay, it's so, part of Warner Brothers. So is that going to still be a standalone streaming app? That's a good ass question. Because <laughs> I mean, if they're consolidating everything, I would think that they would. Shut that down too and consolidate it. I bet you money they'll shut it down and consolidate it. Huh? What about uh, HBO now? Is that that's yeah? And part HBO of- Go. I think because they specify HBO stuff will be on there. Either they'll pull all the historical stuff off HBO Go now, or they'll shut both down and make you get the streaming so this streaming service instead, or they'll give you both with like some sort of a discount. I don't know. Mm. 
but they specify that HBO stuff will be on there because you know that's mm-hmm. that's the most valuable content that they well that and like Harry Potter stuff's most valuable content that they own throughout the uh, company. Right. But yeah, so over on the Turner side, they shut down Super Deluxe, which was a studio that was specialized in making like short uh, videos for the um, the web. It used to be just like a website, but then they they turned it into more of like a production company that made these like short form content. They had one show they had just sold to Netflix called Chambers, but I guess that's the only show they'll be they'll be producing really. So. But they shut that down too. Uh, obviously, it's I do just more of. They talk about there was uh, massive changes in the social and mobile first ecosystem and duplication with other business units in our new Warner Media portfolio. It's not a new portfolio; it's the same companies. <laughs> this this <laughs> this is why every time like this is why corporate mergers always scare me. Because somebody always ends up losing their jobs. My goodness gracious. Um, next up, this is the one that got Latria mad. <laughs> and it got it, it got it got me mad too, because it's like so um Whitney Comics and Lee Daniels mm. are working on a comedy show, untitled at this current moment that revolves around the staff at the ombudsman's office at a college that navigates PC culture and the Me Too climate. So it's a Me Too college comedy series. And how is this comical? Right. I'm just like afraid of equating Me Too with comedy because folks are already saying that it's like a, you know, like a a getcha list for for men. Yeah. So it's like turning it into a comedy is just, it's not the smartest idea. Yep. The lead and character. I don't, I don't trust Lee Daniels or Whitney Cummings to do oh, right by it. I don't all. trust Lee Daniels to give me a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the, lead, the, lead, the lead character, played by Cummings, must reconcile the dissonance between different generations of feminism and the struggle to reconcile our primal desires and socially constructed identities with current ethical obligations regarding race. Oh, God. Class and gender. Woo, it's going to be racist. Ooh. Remember how Lee Daniels said that uh, motherfucking uh, star had a white lead to make white people feel better about themselves? Yes, he did. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> ah. Yes, he did. Oh, and Toronto Burke came out and rightfully was like, the fuck is this? Hello, exactly. Missy, which exactly was what she said. Probably what we all said when we saw the shit. Let's see. She said, because, you know, she started the Me Too movement before the white folks came on and tried to say it was theirs. And she did, she did come out, no, no, it was me. And some mm-hmm. of them sort of kind of like, you know, she had to basically put make sure that people understood. Let's see. She, uh, she said, this is exactly why it's important to get in the writer's rooms now, connect with Hollywood now, before it gets to be such a catch call phrase, Me Too, she means, that they dilute the meaning. Mm-hmm. That we help people understand the gravity behind the words, and that it's not just used as, oh, look who got me too, ha ha, like a punchline. Right. 
She said when she she heard that Lee Dale was making a Me Too comedy, the hair stood up on her arm. To put Me Too in comedy in the same sentence is so deeply offensive that I'm not because I'm uptight and don't see comedy in themes. We're not ready for a comedy. And it's just so no. offensive that you think in this moment when we're still unpacking the issue that you can write a comedy about it. And that's the type right. of thing I'm talking about. We have to get in front of that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is true. Like, maybe in 2025, if we become a better society, maybe. Big, fat, maybe. Yeah, people are still, like, equating this with being, like, you know, like, it's it's not real or they're just trying to get back at people. Right. Or, or, like, men can't be men anymore. Yeah, just locker room talk and whatever else. Bill Cosby was trying to buy NBC. Oh, my God. If I had that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. Uh, La Daniels, why? <laughs> La Daniels. Hold on a second. I think, I, think, I think that's Ken knocking on my door. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. All right. La Daniels is still doing uh, Empire and... And Star. Mm. Star, right. Yeah. I just saw an episode of Star for the first time. Um, I've never watched it last week. It, it's it, well, it reminds me a lot of what I what I watched on Empire, uh, mm-hmm. Apple, which I haven't watched since like the halfway through the second season, I think. Yeah, I think I stopped like two seasons ago. I was like, okay, I think I've had enough. Yeah, <laughs> like I liked the first. I think the first two seasons were really good, but after that, I was right. just like, okay, this is this is a bit much. Yeah, and I was really just there for Taraji. Right. Because I wanted to support her and I really liked her, but I was just like, I can't, I can't take too much of this. Right. Are those the only two shows he has, he's, he's producing or are there others? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Empire and Star? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, he's working more on Star than on Empire. He sort of kind of left Empire to, uh, Yeah, because who was the other guy, Danny? Yeah, Danny Strong. Danny Strong, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ken is here, y'all. Hey y'all. Hello, Kendrick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I told Brandon I had a bone to pick with you. You do, huh? Uh-huh. Because mm. I said every time I would get on here, it was like, oh, Ken's not gonna be on. But then when I wouldn't be on, Ken would be on. So I said, self. <laughs> I was wondering what is going on. Like, do we have a problem? You don't want to be on the show with me? Is that what? <laughs> You got milk. Got I felt some type of way. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, she can't, she can't. We can't, we can't call her. Milk. I'm gonna, fig- I'm gonna forgive her and give her room to grow. <laughs> this is Nicki Minaj. No, oh. this is Doja Cat. Oh, how old I am? Oh, oh yeah. Um, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, the th- yeah do you know what happened with her? Yeah, she said the thing about um, um, saying "bag" is okay yeah. and everything like that. Thanks for saying she- that word. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> But no, nah, um, but anyway, like yeah, I forget because she was defending the city girls who got who got one, half of them got them canceled. Yeah, because she right. was like, you know, she was like, "What's wrong with saying that and saying I'm gonna beat the gay out of my son?" Uh, well, that's a problem. But anyway, but I mean, don't you know what? Let me not get on this tangent. <laughs> the city girls. But I ain't nice heard none to of chat records. with you, Ken. Thank you, Latria. <laughs> Yeah, we, we were talking about uh, Lee Daniels and Wendy Cummings trying to put together a Me, a Me Too comedy for Amazon and Toronto Burt saying, we are not even fucking there yet. About what? Uh, what? 
So what kind about of about me that? too? Yes, what? Ken, you heard correct. So, <laughs> she works for so Wendy Cummins is gonna be the star. She works for a college where she works in the Amos Butman's office, you know, about you know, like a basically HR for the kids. Yeah. And it's like dealing with, you know, like me too issues and, and like ethical issues revolving around race, class, and gender that come they come across their desk. Okay. It's, it sounds like a complete, especially with Lee Daniels working on it, because you know how you know how he is. I could see it working on Lifetime, but uh, not with Lee Daniels attached. Oh no! Mm-mm. I mean, it sounds like a it's a pertinent topic. It's not a show; it's a movie. To make it a show, especially one by Lee Daniels, seems like you would be turning a movement into an obvious farce, right? And yeah. a comedy at that, like this. A just... comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. So it'll be like one of those workplace videos that are inappropriate. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Jim met Barbara in the hallway. Mm-hmm. As Bar- as Barbara walked away, Jim stared um, longingly at her behind. This is a no-no in the office. But then the pause. <laughs> what do you see wrong here? <laughs> They're all, and it's like the whole time you're waiting for that annoying 80s porno music to pop on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they'll like circle the hand placement. Jim should not be gripping Barbara's thigh. <laughs> he should not be moving his hand up right. into her kitty cat. Yeah, John Lasseter, stop that shit. Ooh. Inappropriate with the fairies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inappropriate with the fairies. That shit would never, that's fucked up. It, 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 that, see, that's comedy. Would never not be fucking funny. The women who played the um the fair, the Tinkerbell and the fairies for like Disney Live like corporate meetings. He was tr- trying to finagle with them at the hotel and stuff, and chasing after them and things like that. Drunk. Is this the one that just got fired? Yeah, the one that just got fired. John Lasseter. Because like, listen, wow. he was the most powerful man in the animation industry in America. If he can get it, anybody can fucking get it. If he can get it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Not like that. <laughs> Uh, where? What's, what's up next? Um, King got these chicken nuggets in here. They smell good. You want one? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Sure? <laughs> I like I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> McDonald's got the best chicken nuggets. They do. I get I conflicted every time I eat their food because I know it's like sewer trash, but it's so sewer good. trash. Wow. <laughs> As he tastes like bite. any kind of trash. <laughs> trash. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo sauce kills a, a bunch of ills. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Wendy's kind of comes close, but Wendy's got that. But but they the thing is they're so messy. So I and yeah. then Burger King it gets you because I can get ten chicken nuggets for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. As somebody oh, yeah. who worked at Burger King for three years as this first his first job um, back in high school, you know what they nuggets? They haven't reformulated them either. You buy them, mm-hmm. you gotta get them fresh because they'd be like you let them get dry in thirty minutes. It tastes like bricks. Like McDonald's, you can eat them cold, hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the so breading. Good. Right. It's the perfect breading for chicken nuggets. I'm wondering if it's like a, a tempura style or something like that. Mm-hmm. Look at me trying to go into like the whole culinary etymology <laughs> of the shit. chicken nuggets. <laughs> Where did right. they get that depth of flavor? Where's the umami? Although when that pink slime video came out, I stopped eating McDonald's for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day I just had a hankering for a Big Mac and I had <laughs> I haven't looked back since. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like that girl in all those memes, like, that's crazy. As I eat it in five right. minutes, turn, turn my back. Chick-fil-A is evil. You don't say. Right. Uh, 
Speaking of Atlanta shit, Chick-fil-A, um, T.I. has released a new album called Dime Trap. Hmm. That sold 32,000 copies its first week. Okay, but can we, like, how... I'm 36. T.I. has to be about 35, 36, 37. Yep. Are we still... We still trapping? <laughs> Only trapper he do it is trapper keeper in for his children. As they go. I would say, because they live literally... Well, I know... I don't know if they still have that house, but it's literally like maybe not even five minutes around the corner from where I live. Mm-hmm. Like a nice big gated community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sir, you're not trapping anymore. <laughs> like at the wing at the wing place right down the street, I saw Tiny and Zonique one day, and Tiny's like nice little Porsche SUV. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a metaphor for hustling. I know, but this name is from 1996. The Family and Friends Hustle. Oh, yeah. Y'all see the new ad for the Family and Friends Hustle. They add Latoya Luckett. And uh, who else they added? Monica. 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 (laughs) And Toya. And Toya. Lil Wayne, baby mama. (laughs) Toya, baby. I love, I love the New Orleans. I can't wait for Toya to be somebody's grandmother with that voice. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Come on, baby. When she was talking to Regine, I was like, I could just listen to her talk all day. I love that accent so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I need somebody to be like a serious version of Ayala, but with a New Orleans accent. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because you know what? Like, they talk slower, so like their words are more deliberate. Mm-hmm, baby. Like, you know what I mean, baby. Mm. Come on, sit on my gumbo. It's like, you all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so, uh, to promote T.I.'s new album, Dime Trap, he released a one minute promotional video on social media. With the caption saying, 45, I ain't Kanye. Because as we know, Kanye West went to the White House and after the monkey-ass kung fu in the press of Donald Trump. Now, is that the name of the song? No, it's not the name of the song. It's just name, it's the name of the promotional video. Mm-hmm. So okay. in the video, they're like, Donald Trump has been seen for a week at Mar-a-Lago without Melania Trump. Where is she? And then they cut to the White House where T.I. is dressed up like the, he's the president in the Oval Office. And then a woman playing like Melania comes in with the, I don't really care. Do you uh, jacket on? And nothing else. Mm-hmm. And she proceeds to take the jacket off. And shake her naked titties in T.I.'s face and, you know, and, and do stripper dances on. And, like, just, just the nipples are blurred out so you can see just how naked the actress is. Oh. oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, Melania Trump, um, spokesperson came out and asked for a boycott of T.I., calling the um, visual, quote, disgusting, unquote. Mm-hmm. Now, if this had been any other first lady, yes, outraged, how awful, horrible, disrespectful, everything like that. But it's Melania Trump. I don't really care. Do you? Mm, <laughs> I don't. I do. You do? Uh, only because I believe in fairness. Mm-hmm. So I would, even mm-hmm. though they don't. Mm-hmm. You want to be when, a bigger person. When they go low, we go high. Nigga. <laughs> 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 I get what you're saying, Ken. Because I feel like, as a woman, I feel conflicted because I'm like, wow, T.I. But it's Melania, so it's like, it's it's very hard for me to have sympathy for her. Like, very hard. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not that evolved yet. The Lord's yeah. still working on me. Yeah, you know how you fix this? Make it Donald. 
Donald with titties? <laughs> About Donald with titties, yes. T.I. with that, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. He probably wouldn't do it, though, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Sitting there while a, a stripper who looks like Donald Trump puts her titties in your face? <laughs> no. Everybody who's listening to this podcast episode is about to throw up. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God. I advance, you, y'all. Please why would use you a, put that visual? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Please use the trash can nearest to you. And you know he's into water sports, too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like, listen, like, I can't stand up for Melania Trump under any circumstances. I know people try to do this whole thing about how she's the victim. Yeah, she really like, look, she she blinked twice at Donald Trump. That means she ain't here for none of the shit. She married right. the motherfucker because she right. wanted to be rich. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. She is complicit in any and all yeah. things. Yes. I have no sympathy. No. Mm-mm. No. I think. And this is kind of reminds me. What was the um, Marie Antoinette? I believe of France. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the actual person. How she got beheaded as well, and everybody tried to say she was a victim too. This reminds me of that. Mm. I remember going up here that. But when you really think about it, no, she was complicit too. Right. Because yeah. she she benefits from this. Yeah. Exactly. So, with that said, she Ti needs a Ti con- needs a controversy for album sales. So I hope he gets them. I, yeah, I doubt it. Even though I'm not listening, to, I haven't listened to this album, and I, I don't, can't. Yeah, I can't remember the last. Well, I think the last album I listened to it was more of a mixtape. I don't think it was an actual album, and it only had like maybe five or six songs on it. I think so. The same thing. I don't. I Is don't, this album three years old? What I'm reading the Wikipedia for. Apparently, he started recording it in 2015. He's been trying to put out an album out for a few years. Yeah. Because when did he get out of jail? <laughs> <And don't last. laughs> I'm trying to be funny. Don't I don't know. <laughs> the thing with T.I. is, that's always a good question. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I feel like when, when was the last, last time he got out? The last time he got out of jail, I think he's like had some mixtapes, but I remember him like working on an album, but I just never like mm-hmm. remember when the album came out. 2011. So I feel, okay. <laughs> So I think he's had a couple of mixtapes since then. Yeah. But yeah, 2015 sounds about right. Like, I feel like he's, I've been hearing about him working on something forever. Right. Well, yeah, he released a, a couple of albums, uh, Trouble Man and uh, Paperwork. Yeah. Since. Yeah, and they didn't do much. So I remember when they I just want to go to the Trap Museum. I'm jealous because everybody on IG is going there and not me. Mm. Where is it? I don't know exactly. I'm surprised you ain't been. Every time I see your IG, Ken, you somewhere. <laughs> Ever. He's the international. He's traveling, Matt. <laughs> you see, I got. I have a really bad case of FOMO. If you didn't know, if you can't tell, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it really is. Travis Street downtown. Okay. Trap Music Museum. I want to. I want to. Uh, I don't know the street. Yep. Yeah. T.I. curates pop-up trap music museum in Atlanta. Let's go there and then go eat an old lady game. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I still haven't tried. They just opened a new spot on um, at uh, Camp Creek. Hopefully, though. Oh, they franchised? Oh, yeah. And they got one in the um, stadium, too. Okay. Mm. Boy, Candy is about her, though. <laughs> you better sling that salty food. She gonna get her money. <laughs> She said, and, she, and she about to I, open up a pop-up sex dungeon too? I was about to say, oh my God, Ken, we are in sync. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask if her Candy After Dark special came out. 
I don't know, but I'm, but you know, I'm joking. I'm like, she should, somebody needs to do a pop-up sex dungeon. Candy-coated nights. Hey, mm-hmm. you know who should MC it? Zane. Candy Where is Rain. Zane? Rain. Where, where who? is Zane? Who? Zane, the author, remember? Oh, my God. <laughs> she, she should you, MC it. Have you Come seen on. what Zane really looks like? Yes, I have, and I was... I'm like, yeah. I mean, she could MC it. I mean, I'm not hating. But that would make me. I would. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Was, you're right. I just remember. I mean, she could do the uh, the opening remember. sequence, like talk about things, yeah. like get the crowd warmed up while everybody's shuffling in. <laughs> you know, or she, or like, she could she just she be like a somebody voice. auntie. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't. Auntie and debauchery don't go together. <laughs> Unless you into that kind of thing. I, mean, I think it does. Just I'm not yucking. Nobody's young. But, mm, right. Auntie debauchery. I'm good. It just, what was that scene in um, Friday, uh, Next Friday? Uh, That's what it would be. Where, where, the, I, I ain't seen that movie in a long time. He catched the auntie fucking. Well, John with, not John Witherspoon. Well, they but, were, uh, John she was DC in a dominatrix Curry. outfit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's my, I, I likes it nasty. Yeah. Lord Jesus. All right. Oh, All right. Now for our main discussion portion, we have two topics. So the first one, Kate Blanchett was at the Rome Film Festival over the weekend. Mm. Why all our white women want to get canceled? <laughs> Hasn't she been like on the chopping block for past uh, indiscretions? I don't know. I'm not thinking of... Somebody else. I'd be thinking of. I, I, I think she's sort of kind of been like a question mark around. She has been like Tilda Swinton bad, but you know. That's okay. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. I was well, thinking Tilda, Tilda. Tilda just got caught up, and she because Tilda is always playing men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but uh, and then Doctor Strange thing where she was supposed to play the character that was originally Asian. Right. But, and she would have been better off if she would have just kept her mouth shut. Yeah. Right. Like, so she was being asked about her roles in previous films and everything like that. And then she was asked about the movie Carol, in which she plays a lesbian character. And apparently people were always asking her about her sexuality and everything. And is Carol the new movie that she was there to promote? Is that coming out? I no, think no it's 2015. Yeah, 2015. we talked about that, I think. Yeah. We know, know like, nobody saw it. Ah. Uh, so apparently she was saying that during the Carol press junket, people were questioning whether or not it was appropriate for her as a straight woman to be playing a lesbian character. And she said that this questioning defies the whole point of acting. It also speaks to something that I'm quite passionate about. She's British, right? Yeah. In storytelling generally, but in film specifically, is that film could be quite a literal medium. And I will fight to the death for the right to suspend this belief and play roles that are beyond my experience. I think reality television and all that entails had an extraordinary impact, a profound impact on the way we view the creation of character. <laughs> next, next up, The Life and Times of Mahalia Jackson featuring Kate Blanchett. <laughs> That's her next Oscar winning role. What's, God, what's her name? The, um, from De- Devil's Wears Prada? Oh, oh God, I forgot. Oh, um, Meryl Streep. Meryl yes. Streep, yeah. Meryl Streep's the only actress about right now who could get away with playing a black woman and black people would be okay. <laughs> listen, listen, in black face, and I'd be like, yes, Meryl, you better act. You better, you better roll that we, I mean, we would roll be in it. there like it was the color purple part two. <laughs> listen, like, we'd be dressed up like we're going to see Black Panther again. 
<laughs> right. So her sort of kind of strong defense of this whole thing raises a question. And like, it's interesting because I feel one way about it because I had to feel another way. I said, doesn't count. So she's saying that she, as a straight actress, should still be allowed to play gay parts. And I actually agree, but for the reason that the inverse also has to be true. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, if you are a gay actress, you should be allowed mm-hmm. to play straight parts. Because, you know, the thing is that, I mean, let's be real. Um, theater tends to attract more LGBTQ people than the average field of work. Right. It's just the thing that happens. It's artistic, you know, and everything like that. And so right. you have a lot of actors who are gay or bisexual who are closeted for most, if not all, of their lives and play all the straight parts. Your Cary Grants and your... Cary Grants had the gay? Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. And Tony Mabu? Curtis. Tony Curtis had the gay? What? Yeah. Jamie's daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, back up to Cary Grant. Uh, let me let, let me Let me double check, make sure I'm not t- telling tales out of school. But I'm fairly that was- certain that... Cary Grant used to live with a dude for decades and everybody knew but didn't say shit. Shut up. He was my favorite, like, black and white actor. And his time, so. Yep, North by Northwest and all that. Let me double check and make sure I don't have him cross up with somebody else. <laughs> Tony Curtis? Is he still? He's dead, right? Is he still I think there? Tony Curtis has passed. Let's see. Because, I mean, what... Let me stop. What were you going to say, I'm about to say his daughter's hanging on by a thread Yeah, now. Cary Grant and Randolph uh, Scott lived together for... <laughs> for yeah, Cary Grant and Randolph, Randolph Scott lived together for 12 years, and some people claim it, they, were, they were gay... Um, gay they and so, like, no, but, but people... This is one of those things like some biographers think so, <laughs> some, some don't, and some friends said yes, some friends said no. It's, it's none of, of my things. business. Right. But That's yeah, right. like... Still shocking. I, I would have never known. But you know, yeah. people like uh, what's the man who got who's old now and got mad about the whole uh, uh, Oscar so white. What's his name? He was a teen idol back in the day. Not Troy Donahue. Uh, what's that dog? Uh, Tab Hunter. Him. He's like the main example. I've never Tab heard Hunter that. was like you know like a teen idol. All the girls loved him. Gay as the day is long. Let me Google. I have no clue who this man is. I mean, if you've been <laughs> in the theater, you've probably right. kissed a couple frogs. And so, like, you know, these are people. And then, like, as far as, like, for, like, women, like Jodie Foster was in the closet for decades. Was she? <sighs> she didn't acknowledge it publicly, at least. And then, of course, there's Queen Latifah. Who still hasn't, even though she's expecting a baby with her friend. Right. And she doesn't have to. But I feel like... Well, Latif- I would say, which no one has to be like... Right, oh, nobody yeah, has to come out of the closet. You can just mm-hmm. be yourself, really, and just, you know, like, let people assume. I think people like to make that, like, people, coming out of the closet is an option that people, some people choose simply because they want people to stop asking them when they're going to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend if they're a woman, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for people to stop the gossip, you because know, once you actually acknowledge it, it stops, it, you know, TBZ has to find some other shit to talk about, <laughs> you know. So right. keep it going so people still keep talking about you? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I was hoping somebody would say a name during that call. Uh, Tessa Thompson. What? Tessa Thompson. She she already acknowledged she's bi. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's true. But for what a while, it was like... What were you like, looking for, Ken? Bo- I don't know any name. For, I, just, 
I didn't want to shout out anybody because I'm like, well, you yeah. Know. So, so the funny thing is, so Ali is not here because he, because he's actually out off doing like some camping stuff with the white folks. Pray for him. Um, <laughs> but he's in the woods. He in the woods. White people. Oh, Pray for him. <laughs> oh, no, get out! <laughs> but it's funny because I will tell him stories about people who were gay. Some who I won't say in his podcast because they haven't been out. They have not come out publicly. And every time I do it, he gets so upset because it's like, how can you say that? And I would say, well, this, this, and that. And I actually know the per- this person who knows them. And he's like, but, 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 but. And it's always a thing. It's like people, they craft gay, people who actually are gay or bi, LGBT, some Q or something, some other way, they have to craft this straight persona to keep working, basically. That's so, like, that makes me upset. Yeah. That's crazy. I, um, I was, I went studying abroad and one of my professors told me he was a, he's a former uh, actor and he identifies uh, with being gay. And he said that it was held against him a lot in Hollywood, um, what he did, what he identified with. And a lot of people wouldn't cast him in roles right. uh, because of his uh, uh, personal life, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. Absolutely. Right, it has nothing to do with work. <laughs> right, the, it, whole, the whole idea that if you are a gay actor, you have to be, and you cast in a romantic film with a with a woman as your co-star, that you can't pretend to kiss this woman right. on the set for like for you know for eight hours doing multiple takes and shit. Listen, you, you just because you 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 have to be attracted to the person you're playing against as a romantic partner, you usually aren't. You know right. when um what's his face um when Jake Gyllenhaal and uh what's the other boy the one who died what's his name. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger played Bro Bad Mountain and got all that Oscar buzz and shit for it. Did anybody think they were actually fucking? Wait, did no. that? <laughs> I haven't seen. I never saw it. I never saw it either. Like, I mean, but no, I never I remember. I didn't, watch it. I, I didn't hear anything like that. I mean, so. it was obvious that they were acting. Right. right. You know that they did what they had to do on the set, and then when they went home. And, I do and, what I do when I wish I want you. <laughs> they went home, had, had dinner, and did other shit. <laughs> because they're at work. Like you do at every other one night stand. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because, <laughs> like, when Neil Patrick Harris, when he came out, he didn't work for a long time. And then eventually he got How I Met Your Mother, where he plays a very straight, and very, you know, like, mm-hmm. sort of kind of like, wolfish straight guy mm-hmm. and that right. show ran forever and he's like oh wow you're Patrick Harris is so good on the show who knew he could play a straight character he's acting like he wasn't doing Which, that before um, right Doogie Howser wasn't gay as far as we know yeah. Yeah. and like I didn't realize Matt Bomer was gay for a long who? time Matt Bomer Matt Bomer the guy from White Collar the yeah. TV show hmm I, I didn't I was, know. I was trying to think of like some um, like uh, A-list gay actors who were gay Sir Ian McKellen. Besides him. Um, and, and when did he become English? Which, he has a great show. He's been on the expectations that made millions of dollars. I said before that. Oh. Oh, before when him? When did he what? Before that. Like, I didn't know Ian McKellen before he was in the X-Men stuff. Oh. What, uh, I mean, and name another Ian McKellen film besides Lord Apple of the Rings. Mabel. Okay, Gandalf. Okay. Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, was, something else. He was okay. Dumbledore in the last two or three Harry Potters. I, that's all I got. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, he was an old, crotchety old man people liked. 
Right. But and you know what? Stuff. You know what? Just like, because I watch a lot of British shows. Mm-hmm. And like, there are a couple, there's like two shows from when, back when Judy Dench was really young that I had never heard of. So I think a lot of them probably like, they do a lot of British television stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. they come over here um, and they're older. Because yeah. he actually has a current show, that, a current British show that comes on where he actually plays like, he's part of a, a gay couple for like 50 years. And, but his boyfriend's mom d- just thinks they're roommates. <laughs> like after 50 years, like That's it's fucking hilarious. Awkward. <laughs> I know. Mm. But, it's funny. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that just wouldn't know because it's like, I mean, it's not really my business. Yeah. I wonder where it stems from though that like you go from some, like if you're a theater, it's going from like, you know, most actors come from the- a theater background. Right. Right. So where the, you know, it's kind of like, not a secret when their actors are gay or whatever, blah blah blah. It's, or more it's like, almost kind of almost expected, right? And it's kind of a surprise. Oh, he's he's straight. Are you sure? Right? Is he not working on his second virginity? Like um, like like the other people in Hamilton, like most like most of the Hamilton stars are straight. Really? Yeah, like Lin Manuel Miranda, oh, I thought and you were Diggs, yeah, exactly. and, um, yeah, I, I didn't. And Anthony Ramos and all them people, like you know, like they're all straight. Hmm. Hmm. It's like I'm trying to find a list of. LGBTQ actors and Wikipedia is no help. Yeah, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's more or less about like. Is Darren Chris, is he gay? Darren Chris is, yeah. is he? Yeah, he's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. He? I had to okay. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, yeah, uh, but unless you're like a, a comedic actor, ge- right. generally, if you're gay, you're not really giving lead status. Right. Which is stupid. Like, that's the dumbest thing. Right, because that's so, the whole point of acting. Right, <laughs> and it, the thing is, you know, and I guess Kate, you know, she kind of missed it. Like, it's not about not giving you a chance to play these roles. It's supposed you're supposed to. I'm not going to keep you from doing your job. You do it well, and right. people right. loved you as Hila in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Every you know, bicep, Zachary Leva. The gays, the, <laughs> the gays in the audience going yes, queen, and all that <laughs> your performance. But. Um, it's about representation and about a group that has been marginalized because of their sexuality. Right. And then here's this role that, like, fits for them. Like, you know, like, and you're, it's like, eh, they're, I don't know if I want a gay person playing a gay role. Right. Or, or, or the right. idea that you, like, you know she could have touched on that, the fact that, like, yeah. you know, it's acknowledge kind of, that instead of just being like, I mean, it's just acting. I'm sick of this, blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 It's kind of like, you know, this whole, like, uh, you, you know, you kind of—it's like you—it's like you're representing a group of people who loved you for be doing brilliant portrayals of women of of a lesbian or women or roles that you know all gay, gays like kind of you know love love you for. But then you shit on these people who you know adore you by saying, "I don't care about them," you know, playing this certain role because if it um, you know, like as if there are any competition for you, you're Kate fucking Blanchett. Right. Right. You have you can show up to set on a Marvel film for two hours and that's it and get a huge payday. Um, <laughs> right. People uh, just need to, better PR. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to be in that movie where it's just going to play a trans uh, person. Uh, <laughs> and, and also the thing with Carol, Carol came out in 2015. Like, mm-hmm. Scarlett. Ugh. Marriage equality and all that kind of shit. The world has changed a lot, culturally speaking, in the last three years when it comes to this sort of thing. It that's really so is. weird. It, like, and the thing is that nowadays they made that they probably would have actually have cast somebody who was, especially like being like a small indie film like that. 
Mm-hmm. Or they would have put her opposite somebody mm-hmm. who was openly gay to sort of kind of like make the PR side of it work better. Because when Scarlett Johansson was casting that movie to play that tra- um that um she was gonna play a trans man, right? I don't remember. But sometimes I believe she's gonna play a trans man. She's gonna play somebody who had transitioned from, from you know, um who's born into the body of a woman who announced they were a man oh, as they were yeah, older. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people had a real problem with that because simply because you know that A, that wasn't her experience, and B, it's a sort of thing where now you have people who are of these communities who come out like it's like I feel like gay people and lesbian people like they like as people get to have more of a voice thanks to social media and you know. YouTube and Instagram, yeah. things like that, you hear how people feel about this sort of stuff. You know, Latinx people don't want white people in brown face playing them and saying, tonight's the beginning of my life as a young woman in America. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right, right. Talk about that earlier. What's I mean, story? Black people, you know, they don't want to always see the light-skinned person playing the black, the one black best friend in the, in the show. You know? Right. Gay people... They are, I think gay and lesbian people are more split upon like straight actors play. I think it has to be about it, as long as they aren't playing a stereotype. The, the man who's playing uh, Emily Blunt's brother in um, Jungle Cruise, the Dwayne Johnson Disney movie, he's going to be playing the first openly gay character in a live action Disney film. Well, I guess second behind LeFou and um, Josh Gass LeFou and <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was the, that, that was played for a joke. Yeah, yeah. That the idea that LeFou was gay and, and totally into Gaston, and yeah. then like in like the last dance sequence of Beauty and the Beast, he uh, he's dancing and other guys dance with with women. They trade off and they dance with each other. It's like the big, mm-hmm. it's like the closing gag of the film. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen that, but and I I think one of the biggest reasons that we didn't bring up that you know there's kind of like a controversy I guess in Hollywood is they feel like. Like when men are gay, uh-huh. women, their audience of women won't swoon for them. Right. So it's kind of, they're thinking, well, if somebody's openly gay, you know, we won't pull the audience we want. That's because- a lie. That's ooh, a lie. Because I was, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. Rupert Everett, Matt Bomer, I will still swoon over them because they, they're fine. So. <laughs> That is a lie. They, they just say, just like they say, you know, people won't go see black movies. Like, it's just something that they do right. to yeah. justify Self- their yeah. reasoning for not Self- doing it. Yeah, self-fulfilling policy. And I, Policy? Uh, what is I, it? I actually kind of like that idea, self-fulfilling policy. <laughs> but, um, but, um, I, and I think it's a part of that is has the world has changed and evolved a bit, you know, before, because that was a reason why, uh, what's Silver Fox's real name? Why he didn't come out for so long. Anderson Cooper. Yes. I just, I mean, he's so fine. Listen, if you ask me for coffee, I'm going. Like, oh my God, that hair, I just want to like rub my fingers through it. Report live. Uh, But, you know, and I think things have evolved, you know, and I think women have always more or less in like, Maybe not in the shadow of their husbands, but they've been more supportive of you know a lot of these ideals. Even though it, you know, like Latria said, they don't they don't stop them because he like I know I'm not going to go home with him in real life anyway. Right. So it's not like I'm I'm going to be trying to get some groupie love, you know. All right. So now that I have the quarterback working again, we can do a final wrap up of all of this stuff. So basically, like you know, like. We understand what she said, but maybe it's probably more the way she, she said it more than anything else, really. Right. Like the, all right, she'll fight to the death. 
<laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> to the death. I see her in Ruby Rose is like fighting like that. Like that I think Kate could take her. <laughs> you think Kate could take Ruby Rose? I think Kate could take Ruby Rose. <laughs> to be quite honest. Kate, Kate looks like she would cheat. She <laughs> punches, <laughs> I mean she'll take she'll, that healer training. Right. Punch a titty or two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um I still want to say some names of people, but I don't want to do that. This what? isn't the show for that. This is a messy show. <laughs> names of what? Cl- closeted people who are still in the closet, who ain't come out the closet until they No, dead. don't out nobody. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, so the other discussion I had. So, like, I saw a lot of people who were very angry about people who went to go see Venom and and either, if they even if they liked it a little bit, because the idea of being that, you know, there's a causality to it, understandably. Like, it made money, so now they'll make more Spider-Man, like, adjacent Sony movies, which may or not be good. But, I mean, the thing is that you can't stop people from seeing stuff. Some people just want to see a corny action movie, which is what Venom basically is. But right. I understand, like, from a fan perspective, there are, like, Peter people who are very mad about it because, you know, Spider-Man ain't in it. There's folks who are still mad about the action movies because there's a six-foot-tall um, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And a very a very light skinned Halle Berry playing Storm. Mm. So in their eyes, those movies will never be good because they don't match the comics at all and everything like that. Like, but my, my thing is this, and this isn't a discussion I wanted to have, and maybe this is where it end up. I don't feel like a comic book adaptation movie has to follow the comics in order to be good. Right. It can be good independent of the comics. It's all just a matter of whether or not these take on the story works. For what they're doing. Like a perfect example is Titans. Have you seen Titans yet, Ken? No. You didn't see it up there in New York Comic Con? Mm-mm. All right. So Titans is its own thing. Like it, you come into it understanding, basically, you should understand who Robin is and nothing else. But you know, they it's their own take on Raven and Starfire and eventually Beast Boy. He's barely shown up at this point. But if you watch it for what it is, it works fine. If you watch it expecting to see the shit from the actual comics, you will tear your hair out. And people are really, a lot of people are judging it because, I mean, it is like dark and it is violent, but it's not like how BVS was dark and violent. There was no no reason or meaning to it. And the characterization besides that was bad. It's literally like they're trying to figure out why Robin is so upset, why he's as broken as he is. And I think the idea is that getting his team together will help fix him in some way. Because he's been fired from being, you know, Batman sidekick and all this kind of stuff. He needs a fan. But, well, like... What Batman character isn't broken? I think that's, like, <laughs> well, a prerequisite. That girl? Well, well, well what, Batgirl, which, what, Batgirl was literally broken. Right. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to think who's, who's the one who's the most, at most, the least maladjusted, and it's probably her. No. It's not her? Probably Tim Drake. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who unfortunately is probably the most likely to become Batman. Uh, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, and but my question was this: Really, are there? Everybody has a couple. What are some movies that you know are not good or just straight up fucking bad that you still like anyway? That you'll still watch and put on. And watch all the way through, but you know it's bad. But 
like you enjoy it no in any way. So a perfect example for me. I have the one I'll actually watch all the way through, even though it's the one. The, it's literally one of the worst movies ever made. In matter of fact, white man saw it and invented the Razzies because he saw it. Uh, it's uh, Can't Stop the Music, the uh, Village People movie from 1980. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> the idea was that they're gonna make a campy gay musical, but then they got cold feet as they were making it, and. Apparently, it was so gay that Victor Willis forced him to hire Fisher Rashad to be his girlfriend in the movie because, you know, he was the one straight guy in the village people. And then he quit. So she got fired and they replaced him with Ray Simpson, Valerie Simpson's brother, and replaced um, Felicia Rashad with uh, Alta Beast Davis, Sammy Davis's wife. But the movie is weird because it's gay, but it's not gay. They never say the word. They, I don't think they ever say the word is gay, but there's a whole lot of, you know, like obvious village people, you know, like gay camp humor here and there. There's a scene where Valerie Perron, who plays like, like the lead, um, the lead actress in the movie, asks one of the village people for a handkerchief. He pulls a red one out of his out of his right pocket, and they make sure you they show you that, and make sure that like they they hold on her using it to wipe her mouth. The the joke is that if you it's it's, it's a gay joke for if you know like handkerchief culture. That I believe that means he gets he's a bottom who gets fisted, if I recall properly. I have to look it up. But yeah. it's it's like a <laughs> <laughs> it's a obscure ass gay joke that's in there that nobody would get but people who are like into gay culture. Right. <laughs> like, and it's the movie is full of that stuff. It doesn't try to explain it. And then you have Bruce Jenner, this is back before Caitlin was Caitlin playing a uptight lawyer who once he starts hanging out with the village people, all of a sudden he's he's walking around in half shirts and Daisy Dukes. I was like, we should have known Wait, Caitlin. Kendall and Kylie's daddy? Yeah, we should have known Caitlin was Caitlin back then. Oh, well, looks, remember, I think that's he's when always he was in first trying to transition was back in the 80s. We should we should have known, we should have known that, she, that she was a she back then. But like, um, the movie is terrible. It, all the way through, like the village people can't act. At all, Steve Gutenberg, Valerie Perron, and and Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner are the actors who are supposed to lead the movie and keep it like in a certain thing, but they can't act that well either. This movie ruined Valerie Perron's career. She wasn't in shit after this, after her being Miss Teshmacher in the Superman One and Superman Part Two, and like I think she played like I think she's nominated for an Oscar for um, Lenny or whatever it was. Like, she wasn't in shit after this at all. Mm. Um, and what else? It just, like, the songs. They wrote original songs for it. All the original songs are corny. The only one that works is the one that everybody knows, which isn't original. It's YMCA. And the movie the movie literally has them go to a YMCA so they can sing the song mm. and show you um, the um, uh, hundred carefully selected young men in various states of undress I think it's one of the few PG movies where you see full frontal um, male nudity. What? And you also see uh, Valerie Perrine, um, her uh, nude from the waist up as well, which is in the um, in the hot tub playing around the village people. It's a lot. And it, it doesn't work as a movie. It's terrible. But that shit is so ridiculous. I will watch it every time. It's just so, it's so, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. Mm. I feel the same way about a movie from this year, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie everybody should see. That movie is fucking ridiculous. Mm-mm. It makes not, <laughs> it makes not a lick of sense, and it doesn't intend to. 
<laughs> Taraji P. Henson, first of all, she's barely in it, even though she's the lead character, because it half the movie takes place when she's a teenager, played by the same actress who plays her as a teenager on um, Empire. Really? Yes, the same as that girl. Like, she meets a dude in college who's a physics student who's trying to build a perpetual energy battery. And basically, like, they get together, even though he ain't shit, he lives in an RV. And basically, she get her mother dies while she's in school. She has to drop out because she, she A, the mother dies, she has to take care of the house, and B, she was getting Fs in school. And leaves her a $350,000 insurance policy. And... Her boyfriend, Robert, who's later on played by Larry Bent, basically is like, well, you know, can you help me out? With, can you buy me a car? Can you help me out with my, with my, um, my I, I lost my scholarship. Can you pay for my um, tuition? And basically, she takes care of this nigga for 20 years. 20 all, years? Yes. He, he can't get a job because he graduates school and then he goes to get for his interviews. And lo and behold, the motherfucker was a goddamn felon when he was 15. He was in a gang. Of course he was. It's a Charlie Perry flick. So he can't ever get a job. So for 20 years, she takes care of this nigga while he's in the, uh, in the, in the, in the greater room working on his perpetual motion battery. And then, like, calling up the, uh, apparently the only venture capitalist on the entire planet, begging at week after week, please see my battery, please see my battery. There's one scene where he cheats on um, Taraji P. character. Her name is Melinda. And... She, he's had he got this girl in his, in his RV, she like you know having sex. She, young Taraji gets into her Jeep and rams the Jeep into the side of the RV twice until it falls over like a Lauren Hardy picture, and they come spilling out the back of it. <laughs> and this causes her to rupture her insides and, and ruin her ovaries, so she can't have children. What? I don't know either. Uh, apparently, internal bleeding. I don't know. This, this sounds like it was like, is this a script to Vagina Hurts? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And so, <laughs> after 20 years, she finally makes the nigga get a job working for her uh, her sisters and their husbands who run a delivery service. But it just happens to be that the woman that Robert cheated on Belinda with 20 years ago now works at the venture capitalist firm and gets him the interview he wanted for 20 years. And so he, in the middle of delivery, he turns the truck around and goes to get the goes to the, to the interview. Doesn't accept the offer he's given of, I think, eight hundred thousand dollars Goes home. Taraji got all his shit in a box to the left. <laughs> and she's smoking a cigarette and talking shit. Taraji be you put her in a bad movie of any sort, and she still talks shit. And it's good at it. She's so good at the movie. This movie's so fucking terrible. But of course, so as she gets the divorce, Robert, of course, go, the other woman is a goddamn pick me who's like, you're a good man, Robert. Maybe you just doesn't need her, need her around. Maybe you need a woman like me who can take care of you. So she takes care of the nigga, gives him a new contract for $75 million for that fucking battery. So now they are rich. And now, now Melinda Taraji wants him back. And finds out she's he's engaged to the other girl, and she goes on this campaign to kill the both of them, basically. So she turns into a really close fatal attraction and just goes crazy. Mm. It ends up there on a boat where she throws away on the boat and tries to kill them both. <laughs> I just pictured like one of those cartoons 
where like somebody's like oh like opening up those floorboards and you just see her eyes going across like Kit from Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know I'm here. <laughs> I mean, especially that. Like, she she stole the girl's wedding dress and put it on so she could kill them both. Does she succeed? You have to see the movie. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you just like a bad fucking movie because it, it was, it's so fucking ridiculous. I show it to Ali and Ali's mouth was hanging open the entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, Brandon, what is this? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> I might have to go see what's that new Tyler Perry movie. Oh, uh, Nobody's Fool. Yeah, just just because Where I know Tiffany it's going to be Tika Sumter. Right, where she gets catfished in 2018. Yeah. And I found that that movie's rated R. And so is Acrimony. Is Tyler Perry done for the Saints? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> the Saints... Are, I mean, the Saints don't care if he's giving them R rating. Well, Taraji said, fuck, 935 times in Acrimony. <laughs> she said it in scene two. Like five times. <laughs> But no. you, yeah, like the Saints ain't never cursed before. That, who do you think right. we learned? Who do you think we learned how to curse from? Shout out to right. Tupac. <laughs> Tell me how you love it. All right, so who wants to go next? Who got some bad movies that they love, regardless of them being bad? I know y'all do. Uh, um, I can only think of one right now: Sucker Punch. Uh, oh yeah, you go for Sucker Punch. You will, you you will go fight to the death for Sucker Punch. <laughs> you and Joyce, they have some epic arguments about goddamn Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, visually, it's a great film. I know it's a Scott Snyder film. Some of the script makes no freaking sense. It's basically girls kicking ass, and it's kind of like, um, kind of like Psycho Dream video game landscape, uh, and, and that's the way he wrote the he wrote the script, kind of like a video game script. So, and I did, I did not really care for the ending. It just keeps on the seemed hand-fisted and stuff. But overall, I, I still enjoy the film. I'll watch it for what it is. Even as a reviewer said, it's not a great movie, but it's candy. And you enjoy candy for what it is. So. Right. Uh, Thea. Um, the only movie that's coming to my mind right now is Batman and Robin. <laughs> Me, yes! Okay, everyone. Chill. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite, like old school Batman movie. And, yeah, and it's so bad, uh, but it's very entertaining. What it, when Poison Ivy came out, she was like, "Like God remade me. He changed my skin. He changed my blood to chlorophyll. <laughs> changed my skin to leaves. And changed my lips to poison." <laughs> Played her Uma, was it Uma Thurman? Yeah, Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually seen that movie. Oh, I, I saw that shit in the theater. I think I, I think I bought the VHS tape. Like I like that is the one I watched it over. Like every chance I could get, I watched that movie. Hmm. Oh yeah, like did you, did you have HBO when you was a kid? Yeah. Uh, no, Brandon, you had HBO when you were a kid. Yeah, we had HBO. We didn't have Disney Channel. I used to wait till those free. The way you talked about, you grew up and you guys had HBO? Yeah, but we couldn't watch everything that was on it. But no, no. It's not that. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. But y'all had HBO growing up? Yeah, we did. No, I didn't have HBO growing up. We 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 and I feel I, and like we ate store brand cereal, but we had HBO. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's what I was talking about. It's like you talking about. Oh, it was a good day if Daddy brought back honey bunny bread. 
life, y'all from all of a twist ass orphans growing up. Lisa, Meanwhile, y'all eating hot dogs with local bread, watching HBO specials. I don't get it either. Listen, my mom, I guess she just wanted to see HBO. My dad, too. But we, we and you know, um, still brand serious. Every now and then we get Ninja Turtles cereal and Mario soup, something like that. But you know, for the most part, it tastes the same. Though, you know, as far as you know. Multiple meals. Yeah. Had to, had to, you know, had to crouch down to the bottom of the shelf. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, but the thing is, like, I mean, this is I know, but I remember growing up how you would tell people, "No, we don't have HBO." What? It was like the poor. <laughs> Away from me! But yeah. Don't let your poverty get over me. I was gonna me. say Batman and Robin played on HBO 935 times because mm. it was a bad movie. Yeah, it was because it's a Warner Brothers movie. Well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> Warner Brothers movie to get their money for. I mean, it was like, was that the one? Was that George Clooney? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, okay. It's but like a lot of, I mean, I don't, I can't remember them. I haven't watched them in so many years. But I think we've talked about it. there's a bunch of bad movies that we probably grew up liking because they played them so much on TV. The Wiz. Never seen it. <laughs> what? <laughs> we gotta do a live viewing review on this one. Okay. okay, but wait a minute. Does it count if I saw The, the Wiz live? Actually, that's better that. for you. Okay, because, <laughs> see, I tried to watch the original Wiz and I... Did not make it, I think, well, maybe 30 minutes into Well, the here's the secret I gag. The Wiz Live is the original Wiz. Okay, we'll see. Re- rewritten Never a little mind. bit for modern audiences, but they actually used the original songs, the original arrangements. The Wiz, uh-huh. the movie, the Diana Ross one, I don't uh-huh. know what the fuck they was doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, I I tried, I can't. Oh, wow. I just really wanted to watch it for Michael, but I just, I couldn't even make it. Yeah, just watch, just watch the Scarecrow scene on YouTube and call yeah. it a day. You can't win, can't okay. get even, can't break out of the game. I mean, I But I it. did watch The Wiz Live and loved it. Yeah, but, um... That girl ain't did shit since, yeah. she? But I was gonna say, what, UHF? Mm-hmm. UHF the movie from 80-something? Mm-hmm. That was a movie they used to play on cable all the time. Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Supergirl used to play all the time on, like, the local station. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big bomb. And they, I think Xanadu, which oh, used to be a double feature listen. with... Um, Can't Stop the Music. We Can't Stop That's the Music. That's what the white man saw. He said, fuck this. Razzies, they have worst movies ever. Go get awards now. So I was not going to say Xanadu because I can't watch it all the way through. I will watch scenes from Xanadu, but if you put it on, maybe watch the whole thing, I will die is on the spot. That, is that that bad? It's that bad. Especially like the end where like uh, where they they uh, banished the, the um, her boyfriend from um, from their version of Mount Olympus, which is like a black screen with sparkly dots, mm-hmm. and she sees that long ass five minute like ballad about um, her true love or whatever on like once in one shot mm-hmm. on roller skates. What are they doing? <laughs> how, is it, how is that not awesome? <laughs> because it, it's just it's boring. Because her performance is boring. It's, it's not a performance you put in one shot. It's like, you need something to spice up this goddamn scene. Have you never watched the Spice Girls If You Want to Be My Lover? <laughs> I actually haven't. Not alone. That's since it was out. But then also, like, the end where they, where they open up the road, um, the Sandu roller skate rink, you see Gene Kelly's old ass on them skates. <laughs> Come around oh. Dakota, talking about Xanadu. <laughs> oh, and you see the the, uh, the man, the woman sit on a tightrope dancing in fucking leg warmers and shit. The movie's fucking weird. The, the, the music sequence, um, where uh Gene Kelly's talking about 
Oh, back in the day, in the 1940s, we had swing music and everything. And the girls would get out there and start singing, everybody do. And you see the girls doing like the Andrew Sisters thing. And like Michael Michael Beck, who didn't work in pictures after this, he was doing documentaries instead because nobody would hire him as an actor anymore. He's like, no, we like modern 80s shit, you know, rock guitars. You know, duh, 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 duh. And then they then like they fantasy see each other at a 1940s, 80s mashup or whatever. I'm like, what? Sorry, Zeta <laughs> dude is the best. It's just so it's it's so ridiculous. It like I would watch that she that scene, the NC, and then so there was one extra song that they wrote for the movie that didn't make it in, and the songwriters demanded they make it in. So what they did is they picked the scene and all of a sudden had it freeze frame and turned them into Don Bluth cartoons, and they had Don Bluth animate a five minute cartoon and slid it into the movie. Do you remember that part, Ken? Mm-mm. Like they turn the cartoons and they go in the water and they I turn haven't the seen Xanadu since uh, I was like in single digits. Okay, <laughs> but I used to love it. So uh, what else used to come? I can't remember what used to come on cable, but I want to go back and watch Supergirl. Is it on the DC app? It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying for the DC app, but if I found a login, um, what? We'll talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Latria. <laughs> I I don't know. Come on, you I cannot you. think of anything hmm. that's just bad that I watch. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I literally cannot. Nothing come to mind. I'm gonna piggyback off Batman and Robin because I actually love. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. I don't care if people think it's bad. I loved it. What about Space Jam? Y'all, did y'all like Space Jam? We talked about uh, that last no, week. No, I actually did not even like that when I saw it. Mm. I barely remember Space Jam. Space Jam is terrible. We loved those kids with Michael Jordan. Oh wait, Buzz you know what? Who framed Roger Rabbit was horrible, <laughs> sexist, but I loved it. Okay, it was definitely sexist. I'll give it. Yeah, right, yeah absolutely. Oh, it was horrible. Like, I, I don't I mean, I, haven't seen it in like I just 10 don't years. think it wasn't a good movie. I haven't seen it's it in 10 years, bad. but like, I'm, yeah. I remember everybody was like mar- marveled at the idea that, oh, they're animated, but the camera moves. Yeah. Now, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I like the whole it. idea of Jessica yeah. Rabbit, like, knowing right. gigantic titties that. And the funny thing is, animation inside trivia. The animators animated her titties bouncing backwards. So when she took a step, the titties bounced up and set her down. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. they, they were doing a lot. Hmm. Um, what else? I, I'm sure I know I got more. I don't know. It does say a lot about me if I say something. Why don't shit, we though. make this a post in the group? We should make it a post in the group. Absolutely. So in the Facebook group for the SSM podcast, uh, there'll be more that are in there. Let me see if I could pick one more that won't make me, won't embarrass me on this on the show. Y'all have to be see, y'all have to go to the group so I can embarrass myself in the group in front of everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fuck it, why not? So some old ass shit that I that's terrible that I watch anyway. Them old ass Steve Reeves Hercules movies. I watched oh. the fuck out of them, but only for one reason. <laughs> oh, you know what that made me think of? Um, I don't think I actually like it, but I think it's just traditional. You watch it, uh, it's that season. Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
It's yeah. infamous, infamously a horrible movie right. that everybody watches. Right. Yeah. Especially right. when like I went to like the they have a live showing here in Atlanta at the, at the Plaza Theater mm-hmm. um, in Midtown. Yeah. Have you been been to it? I have not been to it. Yeah. Um. It is a there. It's a very campy gay experience. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. They bring out I'll, props and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it's a sing along to the movie. <laughs> if you haven't watched the movie before, you will not really be watching it then because right. it's an interactive experience. You don't. You you just go there to like like take it all in. That you know they talk through the movie. People throw stuff at the screen. You have drag queens come through and reenact parts during, while the movie is going on. Um, oh wow! It's a thing. It's a whole thing. Um, I I told him I hadn't come, had never gone before. So somebody wrote, uh, put a V on my forehead and lipstick, <laughs> saying I was a rocky wow. show, show version. Um, wow. it, it it's 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 a lot. It, it, yeah. it's a lot. I got one, mommy dearest, nineteen eighty one. Oh, uh, uh-uh. first of all, don't do that. <laughs> don't you do? <laughs> that is that is me and my mama's favorite movie to watch together. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? True, that that movie you. is a classic. It is wonderful. <laughs> it is not a bad movie. Christina, damn it! I mean, Don't she's a good person. <laughs> I love that movie. Like this my mom was Christina. Like we say, no wire hangers to this day. <laughs> I love that movie. When she was playing her. On her um, soap opera, and she was in the hospital sick and looked at the screen like, this motherfucker, what is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Um, It's not a bad movie, but, like, it's so melodramatic that I watch it like it is one. It's a, so, it's a soap opera in film. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Imitation of Life, the um, the color version with uh, Sarah Jane, uh, Susan Conner, and um, gosh, she, she was not ready for the Oscar. Well, I need more. That's the one I saw. Right. I didn't see the other one. Like, it's, it's not a bad movie, but I've seen it so many times that I watch it and I kind of laugh now. I know I'm a terrible person. I left to Sarah Jane when she running after that casket, like girl, too late. <laughs> Mom, Mama, please, please Mama. let me through. But it's my mother. I'm telling you, it's my mother. Mama, Mama, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. And mm. then when Miss Laura drags her away from the casket, the black man who goes to close it hits his look on his face like crazy ass white folks, white folks. <laughs> 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 and then, so I, what trips me out is that this woman, we're spoiling the fuck out of Invitation of Life. You should have seen it by now. So he's a goddamn uh, This woman has been up for 80 years. <laughs> yeah. That is not a spoiler. <laughs> this woman, Annie Johnson, she was the maid for a rich white woman. Mm-hmm. So she had money. But the only thing she ever wanted to spend money on was her goddamn funeral procession. How's that work? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It does make for a good scene though, like the the black, the, like the music, brum, bum, bum, and then you see all the black people who you never see black people do the rest of the pictures. You like one or two of them. I was that every black person who had a sad card in, in in Hollywood showed up to the set that day <laughs> to watch this casket go by. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and they and they put the white folks in the background. I was like, I could have did this the whole movie. I've been fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mahalia okay, Jackson and there singing, making everybody in the theater cry. Sooner we'll be done. <laughs> Trouble. I, I can't listen to that song to this day. <laughs> Okay, I have one. Okay. <laughs> I do get one out of you. What is it? It's one of my favorite movies, but now that I think about it, I'm like, this would not, this plot would not stand today. Kindergarten Cop. Ah! <laughs> like, now that I think that. about it, like, that plot was so dumb. The That little boy, Christopher, could not act. The daddy, Crispin, Chris, whatever, Crispy, whatever his name Crispin Glover? No. no. Not, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think, he was, I think I in think the movie, Blackmail. his name was like Chris or something Mr. like that. Okay. He couldn't act. <laughs> Arnold could barely act. Like, it was just Arnold bad still acting. can't act. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. But, but I, I love that movie, and it's such a classic. I remember that mother, when I'm talking about the mom, like, giving, like, always giving the child NyQuil, even when he wasn't sick. And then, like, there was some line about, well, you never got sick, did you? And, the, and the, um, her son was like, well, guess I can't argue with you, or something like that. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that normal for anybody else. Arnold's um, been in a whole bunch of bad movies. Twins. Twins. Twins, uh, is, Twins is probably a good bad movie. Ah, uh, Twins was enjoyable, Hercules though. in New York, his first movie he ever did. No, you, but you know what was really good? Have, did, have y'all seen Eraser with him and Vanessa Williams? I haven't seen Eraser, now. Oh, that movie's so good. Action Jackson? Action Jackson. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Stop it. Mm, you know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Can you teach me some moves? <laughs> y'all are really gonna. Uh, I haven't kick watched me that off. in a while, so I couldn't tell you whether it's good or bad. It's like every time I, I haven't watched it ever. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. There's a slew of movies from the '90s I haven't watched. I have like these weird holes in my my movie viewing experience. I I've never watched what's the um the movie that always has these weird sequels that are they don't quite like um by that bad robot guy. Um, not Final Destination. No. Oh, J- J. J. Robocop? Abrams. Not Robocop. By J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. I'm not trying to... The one who, like they said, the monster was... Uh, gosh. Saw? No, no. Oh. It's uh, a monster. I'm trying, I'm thinking. I'm racking my brain. I can't think J. J. of what it is. It's like a, is it a horror movie? Yeah, it's kind of like a Cloverfield. Horror. Cloverfield. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen oh, any yeah, of the Cloverfield nah. movies. I don't think I've, I've ever... I've only seen, saw that John Goodman one. Yeah, I haven't seen... Um, was I haven't seen the whole Menace to Society. I was going to say, I've seen every other, like, gang movie. I think that's the only one I haven't seen. I have a copy so I've never of it. seen. I've never seen Juice or Belly. I've seen Juice and Belly. Those, those I've, are, seen, I've seen Menace. South, South Central is my favorite one. Okay. I've seen South Central. South Central is super overwrought and kind of corny. Like, that but, one I, I would put on. I mean, yeah. it has a good message. It has a good point to it. But, like, yeah. the way it's shot is, like, over the top. I think Juice is a good film. But Belly... That should be on this goddamn list. Because, yeah, listen, niggas love belly. And that shit is terrible. Okay. <laughs> it's going to go to Africa. T- Yo, T.R., let's go to Africa. I mean, T- but, <laughs> oh, shit, nigga, please, we ain't going to no motherfucking Africa. Africa far. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? She was kind of real, though, at the point. Yeah. Like, I mean, because literally, like, I remember during the making of the movie, the director, Hype Williams, was just like, yeah. And I told her... You know, I don't know how to wipe from a woman's perspective. So, you know, just do what you want to do. So she ad-libbed that shit. Yeah, she ad-libbed. <laughs> like, which, which is black good because she doesn't know how to act. Either. You saw she... Nobody was lining up to give T-Boss any other acting roles after that movie. 
Um, and why couldn't they come up with another name to start with a T for her? Teresa. Why is it her actual real name? Tiana. Yeah. Is that all that she answered to? <laughs> now, you know T-Boss was probably like, like I can see T-Boss being obstinate. Like, like she could hear her name, like somebody saying, I don't know. Anyway. She needed the money at the time. She shouldn't have been obstinate about shit. The only person who could act didn't get that much uh, time. What's her name? Terrell Hicks. Terrell Hicks. Who's been in better movies. <laughs> right. She was, she had the least camera time. I love you, Tommy. She was sitting uh, there covered in, covered in Vaseline and under a blue light for half the picture. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a baby doll. Um, and she's now a teacher in New Jersey, by the way. Oh, really? a drama teacher or a teacher teacher? I think a teacher teacher. Mm. <laughs> Strangely enough. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Belly's definitely on there. Like the, the, the plot really didn't make sense. Uh, it was just stuff happened, essentially. <laughs> Uh, it made no sense that I mean I guess Nas was supposed to be the one who was keeping his money and and um, you know watching it being low key, whereas DMX was the one being uh, you know extravagant and everything and going to kill King Hotel. Yeah, it's kind of funny that he, oh he's the one who went crazy like that whole progression made no sense. Go the 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 jaunt to uh, Jamaica where the kid was like uh, running up against the car and banging on it with a yeah. gun and that man needed subtitles. He had such a thick uh, patois accent. It's like, bro, we can't understand what you say. It's essential plot information. <laughs> and then, like, what was that whole sequence where they had the like the Jamaica ninjas in the uh, mansion in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was all a really long music video, kind of like I guess I haven't seen it, but I would. Fly. I was gonna say like Idlewild. Oh, Idlewild. Oh, is, I haven't seen that either. Oh, Idlewild is. It has to be on this list. Idlewild is not a good movie. I want it mm. so badly for it to be one because I mean, it's fucking Outcast. Yeah. Like, but it is basically a long music video, and that also goes to how it's shot and filmed. There's a lot of special effects and CGI in it in weird places mm-hmm. that a music video would have, but it doesn't work for 80 minutes. Yeah. For oh, our- I have one that I don't like, and I think it's a bad movie, and what? y'all are probably going to get mad. Life. I hate that movie. Oh, really? Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence Life? Yes. I like oh, that movie. thank God. Everybody else is like, that. I love that movie so much. I mean, this movie is stupid. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. I didn't think it was. The only thing good that came from that movie is that I got Fortunate from Maxwell. Fortunate. <laughs> Although, regrettably. Which has been canceled now because of the songwriter. I, I don't know. I don't know, but Maxwell kind of made it, ha- you know, helped it. I remember when Maxwell was on the Breakfast Club, and they were like, so, how do you feel about R. Kelly? You know, <laughs> and, and the allegations, and him writing one of your biggest hits, you know? Well, no, I, don't tell me this kid don't. I don't want to hear I, You know, I think oh he's, you know, a talented writer. He can just piss out a song. <laughs> you are lying. He said that. <laughs> He can just piss out a song. Yeah, I don't think you understand my love for Maxwell. But Maxwell played it off. He didn't defend him. He just kind of oh. made that joke to kind of eat, like the, get the off the off song. guard and make them change the subject. Well, yeah, yeah. he's a fellow Gemini, so. Um, but yeah, but like not even like the um the nigga pie scene, Latria. No. How much would it take to turn these whites only pies into Negro pies? I'm, I'm I'll turn y'all into nigga pie. <laughs> I. <laughs> Hated Would y'all put Hollywood movie. Shuffle on this list? No, Hollywood Shuffle's a good movie. Okay. I've never seen that. What? Oh, yeah. we gotta have a black <laughs> movie marathon. A black exploitation. Yeah. A black exploitation that, moment. And what's the one about the high school? Starts with a C. Um, Coolie Yeah, never seen that either. Mm. 
I only saw it on network television. Yeah, Cooley. Ken is about to be like, see, this is why I'm not here with you. <laughs> no. Hollywood <laughs> Shuffle <laughs> is admittedly hard to find because it was an indie movie and MGM owns it now and they don't really put it out like that. It used to come that. on TV all the time. Though. It did. It, it did. did. Yeah, it did. I, I didn't know it was or something. Okay. Like, I just put it on TV. But, um, like USA, but no, um, I, no, Latria, trust me, I have some weird plot hole, like, not plot holes, <laughs> but like holes in my movie going experience. I don't blame anybody for not watching something. Right. Yes, yeah, I didn't see a bunch now, of people. I love Crooklyn. And the only things I blame Brandon for is it'll be like a big time movie like The Godfather or some uh, shit like that. Uh, or until like a few years ago, Star Wars that he uh, had never seen. And he'll be like, niggas don't like space though. <laughs> Like he ain't like he ain't like he ain't watched like a whole niggas don't like musicals either, but you've seen Dreamgirls a million times. <laughs> I mean, okay. like, mm, let me watch this classic film that the, you know the funny thing is, last time I saw my dad, I was talking to him about how people made fun of me by Ken for having never ever seen Star Wars. He was like, his exact words, mm-hmm. I still ain't seen that mess, and I ain't ever gonna see it. I ain't watching no Star Wars. <laughs> I hadn't seen it either. Well, I watched the one with uh, John Boyega, that first one. The Force Awakens. Yeah, that's the first and only Star Wars movie I watched. I tried to watch Rogue One, but I couldn't pay attention. Hmm. I didn't realize how violent the Star Wars universe was until then. I used to watch the um, Star Trek show. The original or the next generation? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg or or, um, Uhura? What was What's her name? What's her name? Oh, I know you're talking about. But the yeah, show, the, one, the, show the one with Whoopi. The one with Whoopi. Yeah. Because okay. that would have been around the time that I would care about it. But yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I think we've exhausted everybody's um, bad movie um, catalog right now. <laughs> and Latria now has uh, homework. I know. <laughs> I kind of. I, we probably can't do it, but it would be cool if I was people just to do the Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Like for us, like the, when the, has it not come on TV yet? Because it's Halloween time. Yeah, no, I don't know if it's been on TV, but I just know they always do it at the Plaza Theater. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and they usually show it on TV at some point. I'm just gonna say it has a. Yeah, like I know the, a couple of years ago, Fox did a remake with um, uh, what's her name, La- Laverne Cox playing um Dr. Frankenfurter, which it was like a remake. Remake they did. It no, was it was a TV word. show. No, you no, know, it was it was it was it was a TV movie remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that last year or year before last? Year before last, I, I think that. it was. Okay. Yeah. Christina Aguilera stayed... I mean, not Christina Aguilera. Christina Million stays getting a check for... Oh, yeah, because she was in that. I was shot. She was in the Rocky Horror? Yeah, the remake. Oh. Yep. All right, let's go ahead on to the Say Something Nice Challenge. All right, this is another one that made the tree mad. I apologize in advance. Uh-oh. So, Jason Bloom. Oh. <laughs> for those who don't know, he runs Blumhouse, the production company who makes, like, a lot of the most popular horror movies of our day, including Get Out and the new remake of Halloween, with a sequel to Halloween that's out this weekend, which I didn't see because I don't need to be pissing myself in public. Um, <laughs> like you did with The Shining? Yeah, like I did with The Shining. Uh, <laughs> they asked Jason Bloom why Blumhouse has never had a movie that was directed by a, a woman director. And this is what he had to say in response. We're always trying to do that. We're not trying to do it because of recent events. We've always been trying 
There are not a lot of female directors, period, and even less who are inclined to do horror. I'm a massive admirer of Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook. I've offered her every movie we've, uh, we've had available. She's turned me down every time. One woman. You offered one woman, one and role repeatedly. Because she had a track record or a film you liked. Right. Oh, let's go. One, the- one woman. Meanwhile, there's binders try, women out here who try. are probably qualified. <laughs> one yeah. Woman. My um, God. Ask, get Mitt Romney to give you them binders. Listen, you can, you can like, like go to a film festival and sneeze and accidentally sneeze on a woman who's read the horror picture. There, there's literally dozens of them out there. And or even if they haven't, who says that they can't? Right. It, like if you, you were just a woman just director, have to focus on people who've only done horror. Like right. people can branch out. Yeah, I'm it's sure so people. Stupid. Yeah, people who are directed movies. You know, like Patty Jenkins and um, um who's the one who's supposed to do um, um, Wonder Woman? But for her, like, there's people. There's a plenty of people who have done. Movies, uh, Elizabeth Banks, people like that, they could do a horror movie. They probably want to do a horror movie. You probably would ask them because you just after the one woman who did the Baba Duke. I would I mean, actually got, love for Elizabeth too. Banks to I'm do a sure horror movie. They could make it happen. Right. And so, of course, his response got, you know, the flack that it deserved. And so he went to his Twitter and he um he put up a um a Twitter press release. Oh God. Because it, it's in a, it's in a, it's, you know, how they do is in a picture. <clears throat> Let me read this shit. Thank you, everyone, for calling me out on my dumb comments in that interview. I made a stupid mistake. I spoke too quickly about a serious issue, an issue I'm passionate about. Over 50% of our audience is female. Over 50% of Blumhouse execs are women. Some of our most successful franchises are anchored by women, including the one opening tomorrow slash today, led by the biggest female legend in this genre. But we have not done a good enough job of working with female directors, and it's not because they don't exist. I heard from many today, the way my passion came out was dumb. And for that, I am sorry. I will do better. But yeah, um, dude, seriously, do better. My God. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, just do it with a purpose, you know? There's it's plenty of women out there, plenty of uh, women directors out there. You just got to make it your purpose and intent to uh, do your research and find them. And I'm pretty sure you'll get the job done. But just, they don't, I don't, it just don't sound like they try. Right. And trying well, isn't offering one woman. Yeah. There just aren't one role multiple there. times. That's not trying. Right. right. Maybe they can't find anybody with experience. And then if she didn't want to do it, I'm sure you could have said, hey, well, do you know any other women directors who you think right. would be good? Right. Can you have a resource list? Like, it's not that hard. Really. Just say you have it. I mean, honestly, I mean, reading between the lines, I know you can't say it, but you hadn't made it a priority. Be honest. Right. Exactly. You know, like, say, just, I say something like, hey, you know, we want to hire women directors. And, if, you know, we think, you know, we reach out to somebody and the project works. It works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Currently, we just haven't had something to work out. You talk, you talk, a rep, like, he should be smarter than that to even make, come out, you know, not saying that's better. Mm-hmm. But you should be smarter than come out your, your mouth and say, there aren't that many women directors. And we talked to this one woman, but she said no. Right. It's like, you know, my one black friend just doesn't agree. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably that same shit, too. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have Jordan Peele over there, I'm sure that, you know, he wouldn't have worked on Black Klansman at all. Mm. But yeah, so, but yeah, so that brings us to the end of our show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Where can everybody find everyone online? Um, Ken? Um, 
Chico's Kid on um, Twitter. Chico's Kid. Bang, bang. Uh, Latria? Uh, at Simply Tria. All right. Athea? At T-Wo-Lo on Instagram. All right. And as for me, I am at B-Touch. This show is at SSM Podcast on all social media. And we have our website at SSMPodcast.com. You can find the show if you found it elsewhere on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever else great podcasts can be found. If you want to leave a comment, you can do so at the website or you can email us at podcast at SSMPodcast.com. Please join our Facebook group. And if you are requesting access to the Facebook group, please answer the questions that are asked to make sure that you are not a robot or or a um, person who is problematic. Problematic. Because I don't want mm-hmm. to go. I I don't want to have to come in and like ban hammer people. But I will if I have to. Mm. But you know, <laughs> you want to try to you know make sure that people are legit before they come in the door. Is the idea. But yeah, thank you so everybody. Thanks everybody so much for listening. This has been the Taste the Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I'm Latria. I'm Theo. And this is Bruce Leroy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> game, game time's over, boy. <laughs> or playtime. Playtime's over, boy. Give me one quick second, y'all. My recorder is acting a fool. I'm going to have to put a little break right here and fix it. Okay. <laughs> Where is my... Y'all, y'all talk amongst yourselves for about five minutes while I... Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> what, <laughs> what movies have you seen lately, Ken? I have not actually been to the movies in a minute. The last thing I saw was... Um, gosh, I can't remember the last thing I saw. Uh, the only interesting thing I could say I went to see was when I went to Comic-Con the other week. Um, I did get to see, watch, yeah, I got to watch the pilot for Deadly Class, which is like... Oh, yeah! It's good. I follow the, um, the guy, what's his name? Uh, Hilliard Guest. I think he's a writer on there. Mm-hmm. I, I started listening to his podcast um, the other week. Share his link in the, in the group. I want. I would love to listen to it. But it's it it the um it made me go back and pick up like the trades. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I was like I I was not familiar with the comic book before. Okay, so oh, so that is based on like an old. It's not too old. It probably started in like 2015. Oh, okay. So it's only like you know it doesn't have a lot a lot of issues yet, but it, I mean. The, um, but I just really want to compare like the show to the comics, mm-hmm. and they have made some significant changes to it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like if the uh, if the Russo brothers made a Netflix Marvel show because mm. the, the Russo brothers are producing it, so you can you can tell their influence. You can tell like they have high production values. Like, oh, this is really going to be on sci-fi. Like, listen, sci-fi has been doing good with their. Um... With their shows. Like, I mean, did you ever watch the Mario Van Peebles one? I did. I watched that one. It's even better than that. Like, they, they put out, because I was coming from when I watched Krypton, and I'm like, Krypton's not bad, but it's just too dang dark and like, look like oh, it's always smoky and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Even though the writing was decent. And like you said, I didn't, you know, the Marvel Man's People show was good. Uh, but this, this looks slick. Like, really yeah. good production values. I don't know if they're going to keep it going, but it, it, it looked really good. I guess the Russo Brothers, like, you like, we're not going to have Step It for TV. Right. Um, but yeah, when I, I watched it, it's um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Harry Potter, but but instead of like going to a school for like magicians, you're going to school for killers and assassins. Oh yes, I'm in. And um, and it's kind of based around like the punk rock '80s, like the mm. down and out, being down and out in San Francisco. So these kids are far from perfect and angelic. Yeah, what I did like, because I saw Hillier had shared like a photo of from like the comic and then the actors. And I was like, I like the fact that they stayed true to, you know, the actual comic. Because there's like an Asian girl who's who's playing an Asian character in the comics. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that hard. Who's the, uh, I guess the... The creators behind the the comic is it like a Marvel thing, DC thing, or um, it's like uh, actually it's independent. Um, the independent. guy Rick Remender, he used to he started an image, went to Marvel and built his name back up some more. Got burnt mm-hmm. out working at Marvel doing superhero <laughs> stuff, and mm-hmm. then he went back to doing his own creative um, own properties, which um, you know he's he's been doing pretty good. He's like this is like the third series from. Second or third series, independent series I've read from him, and they've all been pretty good. Um, there's also, what's the name of that series? Um, it's not Tramp. I can't remember. It was something else I was reading from him. Black Science, which is pretty good. It's kind of like, it's an interesting take on the Fantastic Four, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like this family traveling to different dimensions and kind of getting trapped up in different kind of zaziness and craziness. Um and there's this other one. I can't remember the name of it, but it takes place in like a world like after, you know, the whole world's like underwater. But it's about hope and optimism and I tr- maintaining it through like the worst of circumstances. Um, so that was really good. Um, but Rick Remender is a great writer. He And he was really good at Marvel until like the last few years. And you could just tell he was over it. Mm hmm. Uh, the artist on it, this guy, he's not very well known. He's named Wes Craig, but the he I, I had looked at his work before and it was good. But his storytelling on Deadly Class is like really good. Um, I don't know if they'll t- deal with this in the story, um, but I'm well, I'm not going to give anything away because I've been reading the comics lately. But it, it's really good. Uh, Wait it, a minute! I hmm? just realized this is the girl from "To All the Boys I've Loved Before." Oh, it is Saya La- Lana Condor. I have I have not even watched that yet. I was just looking up the um, like the Deadly Class hashtag, mm-hmm. and it has her. I was like, she looks familiar. Wait a minute! Oh, that's her. Okay, girl, I'm gonna get you a job. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about them canceling? Um, I don't know if you go know if you guys watch Orange Is the New Black. Bye. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that earlier. It, okay. I mean, I haven't watched it since the end of season three. So okay, I was trying to keep up. I didn't finish this last season yet. I mm-hmm. guess I will. I guess you guys already <laughs> talked about Marvel Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what was the consensus on that? Well, first we clown. Um, did you see um, what's his name? Um, Coulter at uh, Dragon Con. Mm-mm. Um. 
He's a very confident man. I'll just say that. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> you must have saw. Why, you must have seen him. Yeah, we saw his panel, and um, I, I'm still recording on the thing, so I might use some of this. Like he was like, you know, very much about, you know, they were asking, you know, like when they were casting Luke Cage, you know, I was the first person they saw, and you know, nobody else could play his part besides me, you know, and everything like that. So, oh, so he was really playing his part from Girls Trip. So he is acting in Luke Cage. (laughs) Seems so. (laughs) Doesn't his his wife work for Netflix? She does. Mike Coulter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does she do there? She's like a Veep head. She's in a a high position. Mm -hmm. Is she black or white? She white. white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you knew that answer. I, I mean, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, maybe his cousin Viola Davis will get him a job somewhere. They cousins? They, Wait, are they really? They're like distant related because okay. they're both from Matthew, South Carolina. Oh, cousins. Now you know black people. Cousins. <laughs> I mean, Matthew, South Carolina, only so big, right? Hey, cousin. Cousin. No. Let me relaunch this again. First, I leave the files, and then I had to empty the damn trash on them. Oh, Ken, have you been watching um, American Horror Story? I have. I caught up yesterday. You know, this season almost lost me with those first three episodes. Well, I, I feel good because, like, I started... American Horror Story with Coven, and that's like the only season that I saw all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a little bit of the one with the clown, and then um, maybe half half of Roanoke. Okay. Um, but other than that, and I tried to get into the hotel, but I, it was that was too much for me. I think I got like two episodes, and I was like, okay, I can't. I couldn't but, finish hotel either. So when I heard this season was going to tie in everything, I was like, I'm going to be lost. But I feel like this last episode, when they were explaining about like Matthew Langdon's origins, like it, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you, because I wouldn't have known any of this. Right. Same, because I didn't watch Murder House. Right. So I, I like, like the fact that they did that. I was with, like you, I started off with Coven. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that season because it was good. I watched it because you got to see um, Jessica Lang and Angela Bassett just talk shit to each other for uh, for an hour. Mm-hmm. That was it. Witch, please. And like, Kathy Bates being a, a murderous slave. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> when she came out that damn box, <laughs> I saw. I saw some part of that season. I was on a, a trip in there watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like. Is she alive in that coffin? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a devil worshiper this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she was kind of a badass, too. Yeah. When I oh, tell yeah. you that, that scene where they were showing, like, her false memories and that fight sequence on Halloween, that was like, that, like, that is a, that was like, that's up there with, the, like, one of the family guy chicken fights to me. Yeah. Chicken fights? Brandon, you don't know about the chicken fights on Family Guy? Let's, let's, listen, I'm going to see this right quick. Family Guy. Oh, when well, that chicken was kicking everybody's ass. Right. Chicken fights. Yes, I remember that. These are legendary, Brandon. Let's see. Epic chicken fight. It's not your average chicken, Brandon. Is it, is it chicken boo? No. 
Uh, <laughs> no. Chicken Boo. Remember from uh, Animaniacs? I know. But no. <laughs> oh, I see. Like, like he's just, he, it's, it's him versus, I mean, it might as well be Chicken Boo. It's about the same size as Chicken Boo. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Y'all remember Chicken Boo and Anime? Yes, he was a six foot chicken. Yeah. It was like, Chicken Boo, what's the matter with you? You don't act like all the other chickens do. You wear a disguise to look like human guys, but you're not a man, you're a chicken boo. Chicken boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then a cloned. Okay, this is a mess. Like, they have multiple ones over there. I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> How did you not know about the Family Guy chicken fights? I did. I just, I just did. <laughs> the most obscure Family Guy shit I know is they had Stewie do the, the Jerry Mouse dance from Anchors Away with Gene Kelly and use the same footage. That shit tripped me. They did the whole, the whole five minute Like, dance. I don't even think I've seen this fight you're watching yet. <laughs> That's how many chicken fights they had. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. They sh- oh, they have a list of them. Oh, uh, Ernie the Giant Chicken. Like, when you, when they, when you see on site, they are on site. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Okay, let me jump back in. I didn't even know his name was Ernie. <laughs> all right, but yeah, so we're, we're talking about Kate Blanchett and all that. I guess we can, like, do, like, a final wrap-up right quick now that they got, I got the recorder back working again. Wait, do I have the recorder back? 